No loitering. It's time to show how real comes kicking. Magnaget, you can have OCP. It's all yours. Sayonara. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with actress Jodie Long. She had some great stories about this week's sequel, RoboCop 3, and her relationship you know, growing up in the in New York City in the theater scene with Peter Weller and being sort of disappointed when he was not on set for this movie. And she had some other amazing stories. So after this, go check it out. But man, this week's movie is a movie I thought I saw, but I don't think I ever saw. But before we talk RoboCop 3, which kind of was super Superman-ish at parts. Yes, at the end. I got to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Doug, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I never, I, I've seen the first row. I know I saw the first Robocop. I know it. I don't know the second one. And I thought I knew the third one, but I didn't remember all, all at all. No, I, I definitely saw the second one. Um, I, def, I know the first one very well. Second one, I, I know a little bit. I thought I saw this one. I did not. Um and Superman two Terminator two has has a little you know vibe of Terminator two. I hated it. <laughs> I hated this movie. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it right. I'm gonna say it right from the beginning. I hated it. Well, my job is to win you over. I'm not gonna say that I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. There was some funny. It was so I don't know. We'll get into like why it turned out the way it was because there's a, there's actually like a reason behind why it so different than the first one and i'm I'm sure the second one but maybe besides having a different actor as robocop well we'll talk about why that happened too because there's all these rumors that he like wanted too much money and things like that like gunner hansen and tech chainsaw massacre 3 but it's not that i have it here so we'll get to that when that comes up but before we talk about it we have a special guest coming to review with us jerry lou jerry very excited to finally have you on no, this is uh, my most favorite podcast I listen to, and I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a weird cameo to have that little clip in this movie. There's some really weird things in this movie. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? Jared, Jer, are you a big like RoboCop fan in general? I grew up being very much in the zeitgeist of... Uh, I was born in 84, so Schwarzenegger movies were very, very much in my cut. So action movies were wonderful, but it really took me being an adult to understand the satire that was RoboCop and the beauty that was like, you know, the first two movies. But fortunately, the third movie came out when I was like, you know, like right in that I was like 10, 11 years old. So, I mean, anything grabbed my attention. So <laughs> this is yeah, it's been viewed upon with different eyes, but I mean, not in a bad way. So you, you did see it in the past. Oh yeah! Oh oh, God! I remember, God! I remember the uh, in in I, I live in uh, Backwater, Oregon, in United States of America. Sorry, I mean I I do another podcast and I co-host with the Canadian guy, so we have to maintain international <laughs> like the you know statehood. But ultimately, uh, we had Walmart's here where 
I saw the Robocop three, all the action figures, every single, every single piece we're going to talk about, about like the, like the arm, the jetpack, the everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was right in my face the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel bad for you then. <laughs> There's a Robocop toy in this movie. They have a yeah. random Robocop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know where made no sense, but so let's just dive right into the movie because there's I, there's a lot to unpack. I wrote a lot more than I thought I would because there were so many times I was just writing the word what over and over again. Because <laughs> there's some things that I get RoboCop, I get who he is, I get everything that like comes with him. But in the same sense, he does things that I don't think RoboCop did in the first two movies because not not even close. Okay, um, <laughs> and I'm also going to say that he's. I don't think RoboCop's in the movie a lot. Like he doesn't he's like not. I feel like the first two movies, you know, he's really like, I mean, it's all about him. This one, he's got like two scenes and one. I can't believe how fast it was. Jamie, Jamie just nailed it right there. Actually, I we're, we're cutting to like uh, uh, halfway down my second page of notes or whatever, but 25 <laughs> minutes in, he, he RoboCop said his fifth line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to hide the fact that it's not Peter Weller or I, I don't know. Oh, definitely. Oh, most definitely. Because they pulled the wool over my eyes when I was a kid. They totally did it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't know. Um. Again, I, I, I feel like the people in this movie were so overacting, like, like really bad. I mean, some of the death scenes, like when, when what's her face dies in a church, you know, like <laughs> it, it was the most dramatic death ever. I'm cold. I'm afraid. I mean, like, you know, it's like, I mean, it's, it's not even necessary. It just, it was just, I just, this was, this is, this is definitely <laughs> oh, my, I, like, guys in the church. How do you, how do we unpack that? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to get into this stuff. I just, yeah. I, I did not like this movie, Doug. And there, and there's oh, some I love roles. You guys. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, dude. And now there, and there's some roles in this movie that it's it, you, when you see the way they play in this movie, it doesn't like, work in this movie but they play the same person in another movie which there's like three or four people and you're like oh now it works well i i one of them i didn't realize it was him until he called her on the phone and then i'm like really yeah well you go to so much younger but 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 when once from that point because i thought he, he sounded familiar he had that weaselly you know voice and i'm like all right i know i know from somewhere i couldn't i couldn't pitch it and then when i saw that video i'm like He's playing the exact same role as Billy Madison. Oh, shut up, Brian. I've had to listen to your jawing for too long. Well, technically, just shut up. Are you ready to hand the company over to me now? No. The yeah. exact same role. <laughs> I, love the, I, I love that you actually said weaselly, like my personal friend Larry Hankins' line in the movie when he says Eric does that little weasel voice. That's great. So, yeah, so let's get dive into this. And there's some fun facts right in the beginning, which I never knew. You know, like, as a kid, there's so many movie production companies and, like, studios when we were growing up. And they just fade away. But you don't know if they fade away or what, like, what happened. But the movie opens up, MGM Lion, boom, nostalgia. Then Orion. And you're like, man, Orion, that's amazing. So Orion folded in 91. This movie was done in 91 done and it was just getting chopped around and chopped around and mgm who has all the money in the world then because they were the ones that put out all the canon films at this point they picked it up but you actually movies in the canon 91 like over two years for it to actually make it into the theaters it should have been shot out of a canon 
Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, and, and, you know, I like how you say let's dive into it because the movie pretty much dives right into it. Like oh. it, it starts off like there's no credits. It goes right into the movie. Yeah. I was worrying about that. I was like about like minute 25. I, I would look around going like, is there the credit sequence or the theme music? Nope. Nope. Let's keep plowing it. <laughs> yeah, I was concerned. I mean, you know, I had to do I used it on my fire stick and I had to, I was concerned that I was watching the wrong movie at first. Like I wasn't sure what I was watching because it goes right to Delta City. And like, I'm like, what kind of movie is this? Like, I totally forgot about Delta City. Was was Del- that was Delta City is what they call Detroit in the other I, movies? I believe so. I believe so. Because they call it be Detroit, wrong. too. Oh, yeah. It was an airline thing. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get like this Delta City commercial the perfect future and it's like a little girl and like the lettering and then like jamie said boom like just like where are we it's like an apocalypse future everything's on fire it seems everything's like crumbling and then we get jody long that's what you got <laughs> like jody long with nico who i'm sad to say this okay. i thought it was a boy most of the movie <laughs> Well, I, I thought of the boy also, but I'm going to say one thing about uh, Miko. So last week, you know, last movie we reviewed was Iron Eagle 4. And I thought yes. we met the best hacker in the world. I'm I'm mistaken because Miko is probably the best it's hacker. Nico, I've... Okay, Nico with an N as a Nancy. Oh, it's not Miko with an M? <laughs> Maybe you like the movie now because it's an N. That's not going to change my mind. <laughs> Are you sure it's the? I, I could have sworn it was Miko. It's N. Right. It's N. Yeah. It's right. with an N. Okay. Yeah. All right. But that could no, change I hate the it even more. this movie. Now you hate it even more because <laughs> you heard it wrong. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Janie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, yeah, you're right. The, the, the things that Nico does in this movie, again, I'm not saying somebody that lives in a building like that that's getting evicted has a computer that looks like. When that computer folds up, it looks like two Sega like Game Gears folding up and like collapsing into the computer. Oh, it was like it was a Game Gear and a Lynx put together. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. She's also like ten years old. Yeah. Right. No, I know. Okay. Okay. So I mean, well, kind of like hackers. Remember in hackers, but uh, what's his name? Bobby, the young kid. He was like 10, 12 years old, and he's like. Hacking into ATM machines in random states and just having them spit out money. Well, I would have, I would have liked to seen a little something of why she's so good at hacking, like something. So you want a backstory? You were, you really yes. want a backstory? Well, <laughs> considering I didn't like the story that was going on, I would have preferred a backstory. A RoboCop, <laughs> a RoboCop two point five, a little prequel action. Why not? See, <laughs> Nico's story from uh, sixth. Uh, Six years old to ten, just that's all. For the record, though, in that opening scene where they're, uh, you know, as you're about to describe, I'm sure not to spoil anything or whatever, but uh, their eviction notice uh, was half burned, half burned, like in disdain. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and you know the I've noticed the the like the the gangs like the bad guys they, they they act like zombies. Like they 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 act, like there's something like they're not acting normal, like that they, they're acting like animals, like they like you know like is, is there was that it's like tribal? Something? It's tribal for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely tribal. I mean, but like was that how they were acting? I mean, I know they always had gang issues in all the movies. Was that how they were in other movies too? Or I don't know. 
Around Detroit. Around Detroit at the time, maybe. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> so we'll talk about this scene, and then we'll kind of like talk about like what's really the plot of this movie. But the fact that it's so, just so funny the way it happens with us sometimes when we interview people and we hear these stories. But the fact that the John Posey, who plays Nico's dad, that's the guy that former guest casting director Fern Champion, she casted him as the original Danny Tanner in Full House. He was okay, the original I, I, Danny Tanner for the pilot. And what happened? Well, <laughs> what he, he didn't work out too well. And then four years later, he's playing <laughs> Nico's dad. <laughs> but we do see a little bit that Nico is a genius. He's doing calculus homeless. Homework she, has to go. In. She, she, she. Damn it. Yeah, she. she, 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 and Nico with an N. <laughs> she, Nico. So as you can tell, we're not the most observant. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm just making sure we're all on the same page. Okay. <laughs> so, so the thing that was really confusing when we see the people outside, they showed the news. Nico's watching the news, and they're talking about wanting to get these people onto the buses and then make them so they have to take drug tests to get new jobs. Again, that doesn't really make sense because they're kicking these people out. But the the line that I love was when John uh, Posey, the father, is like, I don't listen to what the TV says. This is your home. You hear me? You're safe here. And just when he finishes that line, Wrecking ball through the window within almost. seconds. Yes, <laughs> chaos ensues. They like, I'll buy that for a dollar. Yes, right there. <laughs> and it's funny before I watched it, I went on IMDb like scrolling through and I saw that guy. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what he is in the movie. That he's just not <laughs> on the TV. Yep, amazing. And then we get the title screen when they're scrambling to get out of the house. We get the title screen. So the cops are like beating the crap out of people. You get like an old lady getting like basically like the one cop cocks his gun. Just get on the bus lady. So what's the so what's the let's talk about it now because later we will get into different reasons for it. But like Jerry, what's the plot of this movie in your eyes? Well, Considering I saw it a ton when I was 10 years old, and then as I was talking to you last night, I watched it last night all of a sudden. There's a lot of there's a lot of crazy overtones in the movie, a lot of them. Yeah. But ultimately, based off of um, I did serve six years in the Coast Guard and I was a boarding officer. And it's funny you mentioned this because I mean, not to excuse said heavy number one in the movie, but <laughs> Like, like if you had a shotgun or whatever, you were allowed to pump it. And that was kind of like, you know, to like state presence, so to speak. But in terms of like, you know, how a weapon functions and like to show intimidation. Well, you get the latter part of that for sure. But ultimately, it's just, I mean, yeah, just like how, like you, you've seen Hot Fuzz. Like every single time they're walking around the corner, yeah. the guns are cocking every time. It's like, that's yeah. the joke. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, they're, they're reloading every five seconds. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, that's, it's, no, that was about it really. <laughs> he's a weapons expert you know you're talking to you have a plane expert last week and we have a weapons guy here yeah well that's what needed well now to be to be fair not to say and i did mention this to doug but i mean there comes another point very soon about 30 minutes of the movie where i want to 
I do want to dissect the physics of how weapons work for, Good. you know, I mean, as you guys do very well, but not right now. I mean, okay. that's safe for later. <laughs> when we get to it. But no, so Jamie, what do you think, like right now watching this movie, do you have any idea what the purpose of what, what this would be? No, not, not at all. I mean, it, it to me, when I was watching this scene, it came across like a Nazi kind of like sure, um, yeah. overtone. And like, you know, like especially when they were separating Nico from her that parents. Like, yeah, that was, was an accident. That was a terrible, terrible accident. Somebody <laughs> bumped her. Somebody else bumped her. And that's yeah. why he got let go. Like the guard had her. Then he yeah. let go all of a but sudden. It's the, but it's the <laughs> way they were doing it, though. You know, it just seemed like it. it I, so I don't know. I don't know. I I Again, honestly, I'm just watching. It's so like, all right, you know, this seems this something like this seems to happen in every RoboCop movie. Yeah, you know, they're showing you the people on the streets. They're showing you all the action, and then you know the reason that they need RoboCop. So I don't know. At this point, I'm still trying to think of what's going on. Like I was thinking, the first thing, and it's talked about later, like gentrification. They want to knock all that down, put in like new mall, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then there's lines in this movie that are told by like Bertha, and even Nico says it. Okay, if we can hold out for three more days, two more days, they'll let us go. Why would they let them go? What is what? It, what would stop these guys that are already like assaulting women, beating the crap out of people, throwing them on buses for as soon as it hits seventy-two hours? Like, okay, guys, you guys can have your houses back that we already have demolished. Th- to me, that was like the weirdest part of the movie. I understand like defending your home, which I love the the final scene in the movie. I love not the robocop part i love the other part of it but i i don't understand why that is they could have done the same everything but the fact that their whole thing was defend it for 48 hours or 72 hours but but what after that they're still gonna be there the cops aren't just gonna let you go so that made absolutely no sense well they they also didn't explain right in the beginning were these cops that were like because they weren't dressed like the other cops yeah. So they didn't like they didn't kind of explain why what kind of range they have with the people compared to the cops that wear the blue. Exactly. They were called OCP, which they never said what that stood for. Well, the rehab. The are the rehab. Well, well, they OCP. called them the rehab. They were part of like OC, the rehab OCP department. has always been guys. OCP has always been a big thing in uh, RoboCop. It's Omni Consumer Products. Oh, dear. oh. <laughs> So we also have our RoboCop experts. That's, that's yeah. been like where maybe maybe the one good dash of satire that exists in this movie is OCP is still not in charge of the police, but it's like, well, who's going to pay him? And then you yeah. got like, you know, guys like Officer Reed just sitting there just like, you know, yelling rhetoric or whatever. But I mean, you know, as we'll get to later, but I mean, it's, it is it is as much as I love God, I love the first two RoboCops. My God, in going back and rewatching him just as an adult, the first one is such a beautiful painting of just like just hilarity on every degree. And the second one, a little dark. Yeah, whatever. People can't deal with it. Fuck it. Whatever. But but then this one, as you probably will talk about when we like they talk about like switching directors, you know, Peter Weller's not in there anymore. They were trying to up the action and not the gore to make it a PG-13 rating to get more kids in kids like me or whatever it was just a very it was very different but i mean i think i don't know i mean see i think that i think that took away from some of the movie but the fact that yeah. it wasn't like the first movie of the gore because there really was it was pretty tame this movie this so this movie is pg-13 yes or at least i'm led to believe right i mean doug yeah i i, I would guess sorry it's your show i apologize <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, dude. 
<laughs> no, it's free speak, no, no, man. Right. That's it. No, no, no. You're right. Uh, I, I would say, honestly, it could be based on the way movies used to be. They used to show boobs in PG movies. So this could really be a PG movie because there really is no blood. It's more A-team. There's one point that RoboCop shooting and it's just the ground and guys are like jumping in the air. And I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah. Why? I don't know. But that's let's, what I mean. So like, like the because the first one's gory. I mean, the first one's pretty, yes. pretty violent. One of the most violent movies. <laughs> so then we get CCH Pounder who plays Bertha. Her scene's pretty cool when she gets like hit by the cop and then she's like crawling away. She pulls out what is like, I don't know. It was smaller than a smoke detector. She puts it onto the It's a timeline from Goldeneye 007, that Nintendo 64 game. (laughs) That's what it it looked like. It didn't look like that. (laughs) And it freaking explodes and you're like, holy shit, what's happening? And their whole thing's pretty crazy too. It reminded me of, time-wise, obviously this movie was made, finished in 91, but it reminded me of like Dennis Leary in Demolition Man, like the underground Ah! I was also thinking, run, I, I was thinking Running Man. Oh yeah, Running Man, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, well, it's 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 eighties to nineties action. I mean, eighties yeah. action blended into the nineties. I mean, that that was the cut that I grew up in. I mean, that's exactly the, yeah. The resist total. Re, I mean, total recall. They have you have the resistance going yeah. against the man. Yeah, yeah, and you got to stick it to the man, and that the perfect people <laughs> to have on the team of the people sticking it to the man. We have St- a young Stephen Root, who is one of those guys. So great and so much. And we have George Costanza's boss, Mr. Kruger. Kuger, that sounds like one of those old time car horns, huh? Kuger! Kuger! Kuger? Amazing, dude. He's the, he's great. I love him in this movie. Yeah. He's, everyone's great. You know, you know what? Everybody, they had a lot of like like people that you've seen in so many movies in yeah. this movie. For a crappy movie, there's a lot of like, you know, I mean, I mean nobodies until they became, you know? Yeah. Spoiler alert, Milton Waddams is the, uh, like, the, the, the rat. I mean. Yeah. Yes. The guy that robbed the store. Wasn't he on Seinfeld? Yes, he was in Seinfeld as well. He was the guy with the, with the parking. The, the car. The boxing fight. Yeah, the parking. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I... So then, so then, uh, Nico, uh, she gets saved by that gang. They pull her into the van. And then it's really like from there, then we cut to it's 18 them. light. 18 <laughs> light, yes. And then from there, they're breaking into the police headquarters, right? The next scene is right to there and they're breaking in. And then we see what was that one called? The that was the one from well, that that one was in a second one I think that wasn't you that... talking about you talking about Ed two oh nine yes oh yeah I, I I own that toy growing up <laughs> <laughs> well you you know I gotta tell you about Nico I I feel like they accepted her into the main gang right away like because she's basically one of the four you know there's there's four of them she's in there with them now and she's doing everything like there's a lot of people on the ground. That are still, you know, kind of like on the side. Nico's right in there. I mean, they're sending her on missions. You know, like there was, there was no like initiation. Or Wait, anything. hold on. They're not sending her on missions. I think this is on the way home. I think this is on the way back to like their home base. Like when they run into this. this no, this they, no, they, yeah, but later on they send her to the to the police station. Well, oh, of course, no, of course. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. like right now. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, we're on the way home. We're gonna hit the police armory. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like running into 7-Eleven or going through McDonald's drive-thru. Like, hey, we're just going to rob this place real quick. But the fact that they and, have... And she just lost her parents. And she doesn't seem that upset. Yeah, no, that's sad. Yeah, that's... Let's, let's put a damper on things. <laughs> no, no, I said she doesn't seem that upset. No, but she should be. I oh, am. She should be. But you know what? Listen, she's she got, got her, ice in her veins. She's she's, she's, she's her, to me. She's she, got her laptop. She's fine. Oh, that's all she needs. You know, without her, you know, RoboCop does not win. And these people are all dead in this scene because. Oh yeah. The thing would have ripped them up. Well, and the and fact for the that, record, I mean, I know Ed 209's like, I know he can't walk downstairs. That was a problem in the first movie and whatnot. And he has like you know dexterity and robotic issues or whatever. But the fact that like. This girl like runs up right onto his ankle and like decides like you know snip some fuse just like you know put some alligator clips up to some wires or whatever and all of a sudden she's uh like and he looks down and he's just like oh well I can't shoot that so I'm just gonna look <laughs> up and <laughs> well she she does this a few times in a movie that she knows exactly where to go you know to find a tracker on RoboCop to 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 do this oh, chip wow. here to do that like like. If you if you show me a, a robot like that, I wouldn't know the first place to even attempt to look. She goes right to there. It wasn't like she like tried lifting the arm. No, but it's not there. Like she tried. She went right to the spot. Well, were you doing calculus at ten years old? I don't think so. How do you know? What on your web TV? What I mean? What, what, what device are you using in your slum dog? I, I'm I'm a little older than you. Web TV was uh you know that was for the younger generation. I think we're all the same age, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but they, no, just the fact that why do those bad guys always have to do like a countdown? Ten, nine, always. just wipe them out. Isn't that the thing? Presentation, it's, baby. It's it's all about pageantry. No, <laughs> uh, that goes to the same trope of why do they always leave the good guys when they leave? They tell them the whole plan, like we <laughs> talked about last time. Yeah, same oh, thing. see, he, he said the right word there. Trope. We're going to say that word a lot more. Oh yeah, I'm sure. oh, there's a lot <laughs> of yeah. tropes in this movie. And there's a lot of things. So we get to talk about it now because we're going to get into a lot of them. Like, really, actually, in the next scene, we're going to get a lot of them. But so Fred Decker directed this movie. He directed The Monster Squad. He directed Night of the Creeps. And he was already working on Tales of the Crypt at this time. And, like, this was his third big directing movie. And this, obviously, it did do good, which when I always heard the stories about Fred, like when I interviewed from the Monster Squad, Andre, he was like, you know, sometimes when your third or fourth movie doesn't do well, they're not going to give you that big job. But this movie did budget 22, box office 47. That's good, dude. You're doubling the friggin' profits. Like, why would they not give it? He had other shots after this. But the jokes in this movie are like Night of the Creeps and the Monster Squad, but it's Robocop. There's so many dumb jokes in this right there's some you're like why are we doing this right now why is the elevator door stuck why is that in this movie it's so dumb and again i i think because it, it see the jokes in the first movie were dark or darker i think where it, this this almost comes across like a an action kids movie like it just because it's silly it's like it's it's I, again the, the door being stuck is makes no sense it just it makes Robocop looked like a like a, a buffoon. It was just so stupid, you know. And, the, and it's, right. I mean, it's yeah. like that's why, like, I guess to go with tropey, we can say like, you know, catchy. Go, I mean, I'm sorry, kitschy. That was a combination between campy and kitschy. I mean, just <laughs> you said that to the word. Oh, whatever. 
<laughs> no, but you're right. That it's just that those lines work in other movies. If this was like a standalone movie about some kind of cop, you can have that comedy put into it, but it just seemed like too in your face. Some of my yeah. laugh, some of them I do like, and I have some of those clips like ready, but so let's talk about the first one. So we get a young Jeff Garland in the, in the next scene after they escape and they steal everything from the police station and the Jeff Garland is a donut jerk. This is the first time he's been on the silver screen. What can I do for you, pal? Um, everything in the register now! Do it! What's it like being a rocket scientist? You know, and, and it's up there. I, that, when I saw him, that kind of annoyed me because I actually spoke to Jeff Gar- Garland and he says, you know what? I'm not in any sequels, so I wouldn't be good for your podcast. Oh, you what know? a prick. Are you kidding me? No, he, he said oh, that. Oh, no. So, uh, I mean, like, so he, he wasn't a sequel. I mean, he probably wants to forget this movie. I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> well, I, I saw what ticket prices were to see him to do stand up live one time and they were kind of like hiked a bit. So I'm like, OK, I get it, Jeff. I get it, Jeff. OK. <laughs> Go ahead and ride your rocket, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, it's the the one thing I want to mention about that scene with Jeff Garland was uh, how and I, I remember this as a kid. You had all the cops with the laser pointers, or I'm mean, sorry, <laughs> laser pointers. That's a sorry, sorry, all our law enforcement first responder and military <laughs> uh, fans of the show. But uh, all the laser sights were all in the guys like right between his eyes, and then one was in the mouth. One was one was. <laughs> That is, I mean, that still like brings some sadistic, dark comedy still to it. Yeah. I mean, to a certain degree, but I mean, it, like, uh, like Jamie was saying, it, it certainly like certain things didn't herald to the the first one in terms of like, like when I watched as an adult, that's when I got the commercials about like you know your uh, your uh, car that would like shock the intruder, or, like how what sunscreen will be in the future, or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, I that's mean, you know they they had the commercials in the first movie too, right? They had like I think that's. It's almost like a Star Troop. Wasn't that Star Troop Troopers? Yes, or Star- yes, Star yes. Troopers? I'm glad you said yeah. that. It's very. It has that very utopian, dystopian. Yeah. yeah. So it has that yeah. kind of feel to it too. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. I mean, I I just I was so surprised that they did that back in the '80s. I mean, I was born in '84, and then this. I mean, I don't know when. I know we're talking about RoboCop three right now. Sorry, but I mean, RoboCop one came out at a certain age, and when I watched it, I was a Schwarzenegger guy going like, "Who's this opposite of Terminator?" <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But I didn't yeah. get the jokes. I mean, it was it, God. The first two Robocops, no matter how dark the second one was, perfect. I mean, they were good, good movies. I mean, really, and action be damned, sequels be damned, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And and so Jeff Carlin actually said he ate 36 donuts filming the scene. So somehow it took that long that he had to eat 36 donuts. For do you think that was the start of his weight gain? I would think, I would like to think so. You see how he was trim, man. Get more hair than oh god. So he so that's probably why he doesn't want to talk about it. It's a, it's a sore subject. It's a, it's his turning point. Jamie's right. I think Jamie's right. In his biopic or his Weight Watchers journey, that's when that's it all changed oh, on god. that day. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, 
all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That guy kept flubbing his lines. The, the other guy. Now, now, to go back again real quick, though, I mean, this movie was released in a different year than it was made, though, right? I mean, there was a huge two years gap, later, right? Yeah. yeah, two years. Yeah, I mean, nobody nobody talks about that. I mean, whether, was that an international difference? Or, I mean, what was no, it? No, it was because Orion went out of business. So they had to oh. shop it around for somebody to pay for the release. Sometimes companies do that strategically, but they just... Sorry for all the hardcore movie fans who are listening right now. I apologize. I'm just now getting caught up on Orion's downfall. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get Lewis is back in this movie, Nancy Allen. And man, I'm still shocked at what happens in in a few. But it was good to see, like, because obviously Peter Weller's not in it. They could have obviously went a different route in the whole story, but it's good that she's back in this movie for a few. No, just to show you a little throwback to the original, like, you know, since it is a different actor. I do have a question, and I should have asked probably in the beginning, though, but this is like, this takes place a few years after the first Robocop, correct? Yeah. Right? The first first one, so. How come they haven't made another Robocop? They did. No, but how come they haven't made another RoboCop? What do you mean? Like, 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 you mean like, like Peter Weller, like, like Peter Weller. He's still on the force. So why haven't they made, I mean, apparently the Japanese made multiple ninjas. So why couldn't they, like, why wouldn't, uh, you know, like, why haven't they made another RoboCop? Oh, no, that, oh, exactly. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Especially they talk about the money that, and what it can do, what RoboCop can do all by himself. Yeah, why not just get two of them and get rid of a couple of cops? Well, I guess, I guess, I guess, Jamie, it's a lot like uh, when uh, Chief Gates back in LAPD in the early '90s built that first armored car that had like the like the 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 thing on it that had the smiley face or whatever. I mean, yeah, it was a great innovation at the time, but I mean, they never thought to have two of them. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, he made he made it through two movies, the RoboCop, you know, and he cleaned up twice. So you would you you would have thought they would have made another RoboCop. That's all I'm saying. It's so. a you know it's a jaded Alex Murphy is a jaded storyline baby. <laughs> that is true. All right. <laughs> so then we get like a little bit of a chase scene because we have uh, Nancy Allen, Officer Lewis, and they're in the do- they're actually in that donut shop. They get a call. Oh, which that- which by the way, I I want to mention there is no Esposito Street in Detroit. I don't care what year it is. <laughs> they they were making a left or somewhere on the Esposito Street. I wrote that down. There is no Esposito Street in Detroit ever. Uh- <laughs> Look at that. How See? dare you? So we got writers. our street expert too now. We got our Detroit. Well, it's uh, I'm from the West Coast. I'm sorry. It's, there's... <laughs> well, it could be wait, is uh Phil Esposito? Oh no, he played for the Black Blackhawks, right? <laughs> wait a minute. I was thinking I was thinking if he played for the Red Wings, they could have named it after him. Yikes. You got me. You got me. You got me, Doug. <laughs> When there's no hockey, we have hockey fans that listen, I think maybe. So then we should. So we got Mr. Kruger driving that, uh, that 18 van. They're getting chased. And I do like what he had. That was a cool contraption that he was able to turn all the lights. He says, Watch this. He hits a, I love how all those in every movie, it's always like this big box with one button. That's it, only does one thing. There's no way to reverse it. I mean, think about the computers back then were huge. So, you know, they didn't have that technology yeah. yet. Got to have big buttons. But yeah, turns them all green. They get through just in time. Big car accident. 
everybody flips. And then we see one person still following RoboCop. Who, who can that Hold be? the champagne. Uh, uh, so here's the little story. So Peter Weller was actually very interested in reprising his role. And he actually visited Fred Decker personally because he wanted to do it. And he wanted to be able to do the movie. But when they were set to film RoboCop 3, he was in David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch. And he wasn't able to do the movie even after it. But someone else was actually going to be cast before Robert Burke. And that was Michael Dudikoff. No way. Really? But he, he passed on it. He passed on it because Peter Weller was actually his mentor. What? When did American Ninja come out? Like, what, what was he still making American Ninjas? Uh, well, he was done with the first two. Okay. Yeah. He was done with all those canon ones by then. In, okay. Yeah, 91. So, but then Robert Burke, who's in this movie, you know, it's hard to fill in a role like this, like to play a character that's so stoic and it's hard to do it. He did honestly the best job that he probably could. But after this, he blew up. He was in thinner around this time. He was in tombstone and then he was on Oz law and order and like a ton more. The guys, he probably had a better career than Peter, Peter Weller from this on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I don't think Peter, I mean, I know Peter Weller had a few cameos here and there, but I don't think he really made it that big. Right. I mean, Oh, well he was huge before before. he was in a bunch of stuff before it. The last time I saw Peter Weller was on Dexter. He was the private investigator, oh, yeah. like the ex-cop on Dexter. But yeah, no, I thought that was very interesting that Michael Dudikoff. He's too big. He wouldn't fit in, he wouldn't fit into the costume. He wouldn't fit into the costume. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get like the get so we get the punk, the first like punk gang. First time we see the the Detroit punks. And out of all the guys, you get this guy in this green suit and this like ugly ass tie. And he keeps saying dumb broad when looking at Nancy Allen. Like he just keeps saying it over and over again. Well, you know, the way women are treated in this movie uh, or spoke to, not even treat, not so much treated, I spoke to is like unbelievable. I mean, really, oh. it's like almost a little uncomfortable. Some of the things like how they treat like so, I mean. You could tell, like, this is, unfortunately, this is how women were treated in the 80s, because you see this a lot in these movies. And it was in these movies. It was almost just like, it was obviously probably maybe at the time the way people thought about this crap, but in those movies, it was like damsel in distress. And later in the movie, the accuracy of RoboCop is something I don't think is that possible. The way he fires his gun, usually. But, uh, well, you know, I also didn't realize uh, I must have missed it, but the gun, his gun hand, he had it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, I didn't realize that. So I thought somehow that gun just somehow. Oh, you, you saw exactly. You thought, <laughs> you thought when he was laying there at the end of the movie, it just happened to be a gun that fits. It just his happened hand. to fit perfectly. Yes, yes. Well, okay, which, so which is weird. <laughs> uh, the whole movie is weird, so I can't, you know, like I wouldn't put it past them. Um, but uh, but then I still have a question because to fit that gun hand on, does he take his hand off? Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning of the movie, he's walking around with the gun hand, right? Yeah. Well, I I think this this goes onto my uh, second page of notes where I said, "Welcome to the new toy." 
oh my god, I didn't realize how goofy that looked. I mean, just like <laughs> Jesus, Pete. I mean, we, you, you. I guess if we're gonna do RoboCop 3.0 or whatever, he has to have a certain feature. The jetpack wasn't enough, which was a really good feature. You know, he flew around, charged him up, whatever. But I yeah. mean, this, this, uh, this, this stupid. You know, well, yeah. The arm. Well, then they, then they make you uh, like you, you see this in a lot of movies. Can he put like a chainsaw on there? Can he put uh, you know, another <laughs> other thing, a flashlight? You know, like blender. It's like, it's blend up some, make some cookies. You know. <laughs> I think I think I think the three of us need to write a movie here because we got a good idea right here. I mean, just like on on top of just that. <laughs> Robocop four point with all of his new gadgets, you know, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. That's it. All. Oh, which also for the record, I want to I want to uh, give a shout out to a uh, Delta City and or the city of Detroit in the early to mid nineties, in that they were using uh, five star video phones before uh, yeah. me and my ex wife uh, used to pitch those. Uh, right before like iPhones became a thing or whatever. So I mean that that is exactly what they look like. That's exactly how they work. I they they were really hot for a year and then smartphones came out. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get like the, the so Bertha and the gang are so they're with Lewis and everyone at this point, and that other like punky gang is there at that same time. So then we get robocop he's getting the call from the captain to go to this other scene but at that very same time he's getting the call from lewis that he needs help and at that point he's like pissed off he smashes his computer and then murphy are you listening uh, yeah but but he he's he's not malfunctioned yet so he shouldn't disobey what he was supposed to do in the first place you know, like he because he, he 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 turned around for a personal helper help help this friend. Yeah, right. He's so human. he's still human. It's not Peter Weller, but he's still human. No, I know I, I get that, but I mean they program they, they even say, I mean the fact that he can't shoot the bad guys yet because he has that program in him, he shouldn't <laughs> he shouldn't go away from his directives. No, exactly. God, he's right. Yeah. So then hmm. here's his entrance. So this is like Robocop. So we get him. Oh man, this part is just—it makes no sense. So he gets to this scene, and this is where he pulls like his gun out of the steering wheel. And why does he? Why does he fly off the roof like this? There's some. They use this footage a lot, over and over. I like it. Same thing, over and over. Yes, there it is again. But why does he fly over? For the record, those cops ran out of bullets. Those idiots, they were shooting it like one of them had a shotgun. He was just shooting into the darkness. But why didn't he use the door? Why do you have to go through the ceiling? Exactly. The why does he ruin that car? Yeah, the right. car dropped straight down, too. Correct. <laughs> but yeah, it made no sense. Yeah, why, why? First of all, why is he flying off a building? It does make sense. He, he can't get it. Well, he, we see he, he can get hurt. So he's ruining he the he car. He can't respond normally like a normal cop. Yeah, why did a white pulled up there to make an entrance? He's Robocop. He could just walk up. Yeah, he could have jumped off there. I mean, so you talk about the damage that he caused on that and that roof up there, the street, damage down, down below. I mean, so you know, in, in all three movies, he causes a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. He's like he's like Batman, but like with no yeah. I mean, well, he's owned by the city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love his line. He says, police officer, no loitering. And then he just murdered. Oh, punny, punny. They had to come on, dog. 
<laughs> I do love the music. That's one thing that's great about any like sequel when you get to like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. It's so cool when you have that same because that is good to hear that that familiarity from like the first two movies. He's this fit, and it comes out movies. every time he brings his gun out. That music comes out. It does like every time. Oh yeah. Oh, it's like when you sent me that gift the other night. It was like, thanks for your cooperation. Like, I started losing my mind. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Don't move, <And> creep. <laughs> <laughs> and how about they're sitting there and they're like, how many people, how many are left? Lewis asked him and he says, three. And then I know where you see a bullet fly. It's going towards her face and he catches it like Mr. Miyagi and chopsticks. He does a few things in this movie that Superman can't do. You know, I mean, someone told me someone actually, I mean, not told me, I mean, if I ever heard like, like any like behind the scenes or like, you know, director's commentary for anything, whatever. Somebody once said that Peter Weller wouldn't have pulled off that move or he wouldn't have approved it once. I mean, where it's just like it's not like something he could physically do or something Robocop would do. But I mean, you know, it's pretty it cool. Just, I, I, I find that hard to believe because Robocop moves extremely slow. He moves like Jason. Like he really he just oh, he oh, everywhere. Wait, who who moves worse, Jason or Mike Myers? I mean, come on. Oh yeah, they yeah both. They're both, I mean, they're both in the same boat, you know. They stroll. Okay, so so for RoboCop to catch a bullet, he move pretty fast. I've never seen him in in these movies ever move fast. So well, and needless to say, like as it, like uh, a few minutes later in that scene where like they're throwing the gasoline on him, and he's just sitting there, just staring at him, and they're just like you know shooting at him or whatever. It's just like, oh, this guy has the computer technology in his eye brain of an Apache helicopter where he can like suss out eight targets and just be like, Oh look, I got a, a machine gun arm. Bam, 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 bam. Done. I mean, that's, that's kind of how the technology should work. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> right. Well, the fact that he lets the two punks throw the alcohol and light him on fire and then they run into a building and then he just happens to, maybe it's just dumb luck that when he walks into the building, the sprinklers go off. And then he's, but hold on. So he's made of metal or whatever he's made of, but his face is normal. His face should have been burned off. Like it's human. He's got human flesh for a face. Yeah. Because when he goes back to the office, he just has like little charcoal on him. I know. <laughs> I mean, it really should Jamie, be melted. Cyborg, Cyborg eats bullets, Jamie. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just saying, you know, his face is, is, is the only part of his body um, that's, that's human. And why, why did he kill these guys? These guys tried to kill him. Yeah. The other people I know were shooting at him and you know putting Lewis in danger, but he he just lets him get arrested. And it kind of comes back and not bites him, but why wouldn't he like take these guys off the street? They were gonna murder him. And he was just well, Doug, you ever play those video games back in the day where it's like if you arrest the guy, you get more points than if you kill the guy? I mean, I so get Robocop it. <laughs> Robocop's on a point system. That's his bone. What what does he get? Where does Something. he live? Where does Robocop live? Does he just sleep there? No, he at the at the, the is in his chair, right? He, he gets mean, he gets plugged in. Yeah, <laughs> like like my phone right by, on my bedstand at night. <laughs> That's what he does. He just sits on uh, Lewis's bed uh, nightstand. Just sits in the corner and just watches her. <laughs> That's kind <That's> of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense because when we get that one like weird image later in the movie when he's getting fixed. And he sees his wife, and then she morphs into, you know, Nancy Allen. They look alike. They look well. He he morphs to three women. So is he having oh, yeah. like is he having like dreams about them? 
Well, I'm just, I, I'm just glad the movies tied it all together. God forbid, regardless of difference in directors or whomever. No, no but I want to know, like, was he like, was he like having deep dreams about them? I would assume what? so. Like, <laughs> what dreams? Can he have that? Does he have a? Dick? I'm just saying. Would he rust? Oh, where where would his dick be? I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. It's on his own. Oh, I mean, he's a robot. He can have it anywhere. Well, look, his gun is on the the right leg, so I mean, there's room on the left. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, there's hard, take it from a guy who used to throw luggage for United. I mean, there's space everywhere. Yeah, but he pro- it's probably like it's probably like not there. It's like Inspector Gadget. He pushes one button, <laughs> it pushes a button, and then it comes, you know, gets bigger. That's all. You know. <laughs> so then we get RoboCop when he's uh, getting driven back to the police station, and it's like his humans part you know how much is left 10 percent, 20 percent. he like sees the cops like like sort of like assaulting these people sees nico and he's like i love that they have to show us that he's recording this is it says record in the bottom and then later when he flashes back just maybe some a-hole will be in the movie theater be like hey dude you didn't record that how'd you remember that because <laughs> also we- different lighting yeah you can tell yeah they went back yeah. and forced it <laughs> Yeah, and you see like the recording and you see yeah. everything, but he's like finally understanding like, hey, this is wrong. You know, forcing people out of their homes shouldn't have taken that long. The fact that the way they were getting them out was pretty screwed up. <laughs> and then we get uh, Rip Torn as the CEO. Rip Torn. Ugh. He he uh, He overacts so much in this movie. I, although I should say he almost overacts in every movie. What would you want from a tour? No, I, I was saying he pretty yeah. much overacts in every movie. I, I wish mean, he was in more scenes. After watching this, I realized he wasn't in much. I mean, yeah. this is damned exciting yeah. stuff. He, 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 he sounded like he was like the same character he played in uh, Airplane. Like, he, yeah. He, no, and the, <laughs> what I was going to say is, like we were talking about Bradley Whitford, like the way he plays this role, it's Billy Madison, Eric and Billy Madison. This is Artie and Larry Sanders. Same character. I don't know if you ever saw the Larry Sanders show, but it seems like he left that set one day. Same suit. Same exact suit he wore. And just walked right onto this. And boom. Same guy. The, the line well, I think there's the certain anger. actors out there that just can't help playing the same type of character. They just like they can't help it. That's you know that's what they are, and I think I think he's one of them. I mean, again, he played. Then he played the the chief or the cop in airplane. Same thing. Yeah. He was he was always yelling and you know like that's that's how he plays. He he's that's you know the weasley guy is going to be play a weasel in every movie. I've yeah. heard some psychotic behind the scenes stuff about him. I mean, you want to talk about method, even though he doesn't have much of a range because we know Rip Torn for what he is or whatever. He had a behind the scenes method, so to speak. I mean. Like he what? was he was kind of a little violent, like he'd stay in the character too much, but he never had too much character really. If you think about all of his movies, to like really, <laughs> when, when was it? When was he the leading man? Like when was he ever like the guy who was supposed to really get deep in something? I mean, I don't know. Well, he doesn't really have the leading man like look to him. No, of course not. <laughs> and he looked good in this movie. I remember watching it, going like, "Hey, Rip, look at the no gray hairs." Just for men's <laughs> working. I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, and also, hey, real quick, uh, since we're talking about Rip Torn scene, why hasn't Johnson been promoted? He has been around the whole time. He has been, I know he's a bootlicker or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, why hasn't he had his movie to fuck things up? I'm he's in the first what? movie, right? Oh, he's in all the movies. Yeah, he's in all he's, the movies. He is, he is, 
to go back to that word tropey, he's lacking number one, but in the executive role, but I mean, he's never, he's firmly ensconced right there. I mean, it's, it's it's a bummer, but at the same time I get it, but why don't we give Johnson his own movie? I mean, let him (laughs) screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get like an idea of like what this plot is. Like we kind of talked about in the beginning, but like basically what they're trying to rip the CEO is trying to get, delta city in shape for like the japanese so that's kind of like what his job is so then kane mitsu right is that what it is kane mitsu he's sending kanamitsu son yeah he's sending a ninja and (laughs) if you would have told me like obviously we see the movie so we know about it now but if we would have like recorded it like live watching it i'd have been like it's a RoboCop versus a ninja. So you didn't you didn't think it was a robot? He was a robot. Oh, I didn't think he was a robot at all. I just See, thought it was I a was ninja. I, I oh. was I was thinking he was a robot right off the bat. I'm like uh, because that's the only bad guy around, and I'm like, all right, so they're they're really reaching now. So I I, I was I was thinking it. I I don't know why I thought it because it mean he was meditating, but no shirt on. <laughs> Yes. You know, like so, like the robot. So apparently, spoiler alert: it is a robot. He takes a shirt off <laughs> to trick us. To trick people, because <laughs> I had no idea. Maybe like robots don't. He's like a new age robot, and maybe he's easier to make because we'll. I always good. thought he was like kind of like, even though it took the third movie for him to come out, he was like the T one thousand to the Terminator. So to speak. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, like oh, well, yeah, they but different, uh, they, they obviously have a better model co- to combat the other machine. But but I mean, I don't want to go too far in Just forget it. It's because <laughs> oh, no, go for it. Oh, he, go he, for he it. Should, he should definitely be better than than the way he comes out. Like I mean, just the ending. I thought it was horrible for him. Well, there's a reason behind the ending. It's so bad. All so right. we'll get All into right. why it turned out like that way. But so then we get. Yeah, we get these little things. So we get like the Murphy is at the police station. Robot cops get like a tune up from Dr. Lazarus. Lazarus. How about about, did you guys notice the man in the police station getting arrested and he was dressed like a Swedish girl? He had a giant (laughs) lollipop. Yeah. What was the see again? What was the point of that? It was a tra- it was a tra- he was he was a train like right yeah. he was he was a but he was a hooker. Dresser. He was a hooker. Oh, they hit up they hit boy George hard. I mean, oh yeah. man. I, I but it did but it didn't like it just didn't fit the scene. Like like again, what was the point? Like it was just thrown in there for comedy. I think purposes. it's just those jokes like in the that Fred Decker does in his movies. He just like throws in these random things uh, that But the fact that he's also licking a huge lollipop. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you got to hit it over the head, Jamie. You got to make sure people get it. All right. <laughs> maybe, the ex, maybe the extra was in the proper room, and he's like, there's no way they'll let me use this. And they did. They let him use it. <laughs> and and they, it was like the busiest police station ever. Like, yeah. everybody was, like, running back and forth. There was, like, people like, arrested. Like, it was, like, it was a very busy police station. Aren't they always in the movies? Like, Beverly Hills Cop, I feel like there's a trillion. Like, every cop movie when people are in there, it's, like, anarchy. It's, like, something in the city is, like, going on, no matter what. Except for Naked Gun. I've never <laughs> been to a police station before, God forbid, ever, where I've walked up and there's, like a, like, a bar or a desk where, like, you know, we see everyone sitting there, like, barking orders. 
Yeah, well, like, did it, is that how it is? You know, like, do you when you walk into police station, if you're getting arrested, like, you go right to a like a a, a high desk where you know someone directs you where to go, to go or like. Usually it's it, it it it's like usually people like sit behind like a bunch of loose like glass, <laughs> like sitting like mostly mostly people are sitting behind like a a window. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get from here. You have you know Mr. Flack Bradley Whitford. He's pissed off. He's uh, yelling at uh, Doctor Lazarus, saying like, "Hey, he obeyed. He missed disobeyed an order. You know you can't let that happen again." And then this is the part when she's like, "Hey, I want you to." take away his memories right it's right at this point that he says i want his memories gone well well well, no 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 well the doctor says i can do it so i wrote this down i said all of a sudden this assistant this lackey comes up with something sealed in a plastic bag insert this chip into his brain it'll remove everything so it's like oh so you already made it and it's already in a ziploc bag yeah so 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 he's the only robocop out there there's only one, and this assistant walks around with the one thing that can erase his memory all the time. And and he looked <laughs> so nervous delivering the line. Him oh, yeah. telling the story just seemed like this guy, the actor, poor guy, is just like, remember the line. Because you can like <laughs> hear him. He's not talking. He's trying to remember what his line is. And then how about even like right after that scene when she's like, I will, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he's like, you will. And the guy comes up and he's like, do you want to do you want, when do you want to do that? And she's like, don't worry. I'll take care of it. And he's like, okay. And he just disappears. And we never see him again. And literally he probably never saw Hollywood again. So the, the very, the very most important, most pertinent, most important person in the movie. Now he just came in and said like, well, I have this thing in this little lunchable baggie that's been yeah. sealed in the factory that could work right now, but Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Who made it? So at this point, we have him. He's hooked up to the computer, and the memories are on the screen. And that's where he's having the memory of Nico, right? Yeah, Nico being. Oh no! Well, everybody. He's having the memory of the kid getting taken by the cops, and then Nico Correct. going to the church. So he's Correct. able to also, also, which for the record, Officer Lewis just walks right into this whole secured facility and just is yeah. like, "What are we washing?" Like, yeah. Well, the, the the police didn't make RoboCop, right? It was made by that other company, OCP. Yeah. Yeah. So why think, isn't he yeah. like? Does it like? Isn't that OCP would be his headquarters, or like in, in, in even in two was? Yeah, but Jamie, there'd be a key card. There'd be some frisking. There'd be something to be like just some some patrolman who just walk in and be like, "Hey, snap some gum in their lips. What's going on here?" <laughs> You mean like the little girl walking through the police station later in the movie and just able to get any? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> all right. How? How the fact that she does that? How about when he when Murphy interrupts like the cop meeting going on? He opens the door, looks in, and then just looks around, and then walks out, and then he just goes. Oh, which by the way, that- he operates the doorknob there, and he busts open many doors in the movie that I'm very upset about. Where it's like, oh, so in this scene, you know how to work a knob? It's like. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and then he has that. Like, That's where memory. a lot of that, that budget money goes to. <laughs> yeah. It went, all the money Doors? went into door, <laughs> door opening, slow-mo shots, zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> but then from there, he sees Nico again. And then he goes to the computer. He uses like an R2-D2 type thing to hack yes. into the computer. 
it opens it up. Oh, they have to dramatically show that every time the whole. <laughs> yeah. But like, I thought he would use that as a weapon. That looks like it could be a weapon. I mean, like, well, no, Jamie, did you see the first movie? I mean, he did use it oh, at okay. one point. He sliced someone's neck, didn't he? With that, yeah, he, he uh, sliced open uh, Eric Foreman's dad's yeah, yeah, neck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> good old Red spoiler. <laughs> Great villain. He plays pretty good bad guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then he so then he's able to go into that computer, and then he figures out you know where the church is, and then him and Lewis drive out to the church. How about her calling him Robo? Robo, are you okay? I I I wrote that down. I mean, yeah. So he goes by he's he's Mister Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so that's that's like why would she, she calls him Murphy all the time? Why would she call him Robo? And that's yeah. like it's his first name. And and the fact that he's got to know that he has a tracking chip because he already feels like kind of like upset about everything that's like happening and the fact that he goes to this church finding to find this little girl to figure out what's going on and he's surprised that the ocp follows him and shows up there well how about the fact that she's not wearing her she was offered her um what body armor you know bulletproof vest you know yeah, yeah, all fruity, but she's going right into the action right yeah. away. You knew something. The minute they met, because why would they mention that in the movie? You know, so you knew something was going to happen. I was still shocked that it happened when he shot her. And he's like, these are innocent people. She was standing in front of, like, okay, you, Robo, he's, he's like bulletproof. Why would she be standing in front of him? That is true. It's partners, I guess, man. I mean, come on. All right. We're not, we're hey we're not cops. I, I I came close to being a cop, but I mean I wasn't. But I mean still. So you're so you're telling me he's fast enough to catch a bullet, but he can't. He's not fast enough to jump in front of a bullet. No, he's only fast enough to catch a bullet. Evidently, <laughs> at one it. time <laughs> we saw. So his hand moves very fast. <laughs> that one time. <laughs> well, I don't know. Later, when he's petting Nico's head, uh, he's barely moving. He's like, very, I, I, it takes forever <laughs> to get to the hair. That seems like, Hey, I didn't write that down, but I remember as a kid when she's when he's petting Nico's head. I mean, that seems there's a lot of pinch points in there. She's got long hair, man. I mean, that that oof, that, that looked a little tense to me. And I was <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a male with short hair. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's great. Anyways, so the fact that I'm Lewis... sorry, Jamie, I'm still stuck on I'm still stuck on Mister Cop. <laughs> That's amazing. That is what do you call Mister Cop? Well, it just makes sense. Robo. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have to make that new t-shirt. Mr. Cop. <laughs> so then we get. So RoboCop at this point, he obviously knows, I guess, that he can't shoot cops because he's aiming at them and he's just like frozen, but he's able to shoot a cop car. And wouldn't his computer system know that if he blows up a car, it could hit the cops in front of him? Well, he probably has it all figured out in his, you know, in his computer brain that, you know, the diameter of the, the explosion that's going to go off, it's not going to go near the people that are standing there. Collateral damage, yeah. He, he's he's like, oh yeah, I'll shoot this, and this won't yeah. like shrapnel anybody. Maybe. That's like it's like Terminator. He in Terminator Two, he shoots everybody, not to kill, but he aims at the areas that are going to keep him alive. That's true. He'll and live. then he gets, and then he gets blown through the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, gets, he gets beat up a lot in this movie. 
he gets his ass kicked. So he I'll, I'll just drop, I'll just drop this now real quick. So like, so Jerry was saying like this movie, I was born in 86. So like this movie, they knew like how graphic the first two were. They were like, Hey, let's get a younger audience. Just like Rambo. Let's do a cartoon Rambo, the cartoon. And they did RoboCop, the cartoon. So like, that's what really pissed off the director, Fred Decker, because he knew like he couldn't do the blood and the gore that he wanted to because there was video games, there was everything. And they were telling that to a younger audience. So you can tell that, like, I didn't know until after I watched the movies and I did like all the, like looking at all that stuff and the notes and research. But then you think about it, like that sucks for him because he had to make it such a different movie. But even in these scenes, the fact that I know he shouldn't shoot the cops, which makes it for something cool later in the movie, but it's just so silly. Well, thing about Terminator 2. So Terminator 1 was a super gore, you know, violent movie. Yeah. Second one, he's got the kid. He's, you know, he can't kill anybody. So like, you know, he got the great special effects, but it was dumbed down for a younger audience. Yeah. So same concept here. Like this is a very similar scenario, I think, with uh, the series. Early 90s, yeah, they were trying to get as many eyeballs or people in the seats, exactly. you know, buying tickets. I mean, and which I dig because I was one of those asses in one of those seats trying to see as many movies as I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So do you see, a li- a Jamie, a little correlation with Lewis when she was dying? And she says, get them for me. Promise? Well, says, I yes. promise. Well, first of well, hold on. First and foremost, the fact that he was carrying her through the church and the music was going that certain <laughs> way. I mean, I mean, oh my god, I had to, I had to take a minute when I was watching the movie last night and nobody was around. I'm just like, Jesus, but this they, is a little heavy handed. No, they really gave her a send off. Like she's yeah. saying, oh, hell yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, and he's like, it'll be over soon. Don't worry, or something like that, or like you know. But how about the fact that she's a cop and she wants vengeance? Well, this is the only way you could end for a Detroit police officer, if you think about it. <laughs> okay, but I mean, but if she is a real cop, vengeance is not really, you know, yeah, can you arrest them for me? You know, like, she wants him to go out there and murder them. It's Rocky, yeah, too. she didn't say arrest them for me. <laughs> Bring them to justice for me. Yeah. She said get them for me. <laughs> Avenge them. But it was like Rocky, too. It was Adrian. It was. Saying, like, it was. win. Because he plays that back. You know what? The See, that would have been great, though, if she's, like, right before kill you know or kill. something you know i say dong. something you know <laughs> dong <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great so then we get so they're all running away because that's where they're hanging out their hideout was for like bertha and the gang like in that church they're all running away and then nico and bertha want robocop who's like sort of injured at this point not moving too fast to join them but steven Root and Mr. Kruger don't want him to come. Finally, they give in. But the fact that Robocop is passed out at this point, this is when he passes out. And you're like, how long is he going to be out for? Pretty much a lot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, a big part. I, I want to know why, if they had this underground hideaway, why were they hanging around the church? I don't know. And uh, then, I mean, to 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 have an up upside uh, to uh, like scavenging and foraging, maybe. I mean, something above the ground, like. I don't know. Yeah, but they, but they, there was a lot of innocent people hiding and afraid. So I mean, like they have they have a whole lair down in the sewer. You know, there's a whole oh. like you know city down there. So why are they hanging out at, like a church? Unless they're just doing church stuff. Because then they'd be a good movie, Jamie. 
Gotcha. <laughs> Although I haven't seen a good movie, so I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> they needed to get Officer Lewis in that church for that somber scene of her death. It was in her contract. Nancy Allen says, "You're gonna kill me. Kill me in a church." So she got an right? Oscar for that. She got an Oscar for that death. That was a that was an Oscar worthy death. <laughs> But I do like that. How about the innocent cop that died when he was like, they're like, all right, we're going to check the sewers. And he checks the Oh, yeah, the sewer. first manhole he checks. Yeah. <laughs> Explodes. Oh, my mm. gosh. Which also, we're going to see him later in the movie, but I want to mention it now because I wrote it down now. But uh, McDaggett's uh, right hand, his heavy. I, I told you this, uh, Doug, yeah. but does he not look like Timothy McVeigh? I mean, come on. Did anyone yes. Google image what Timothy yeah. McVeigh looks like? This guy is a spinning image of, well, he's either that or he's in like some like British prog rock band from like the 80s or something. Yeah. I mean, he's angular and crew cut. I mean, come on. <laughs> you, know, I, that, that, you know, you mentioned British. Why is a bad guy always like, like what a British accent? I don't know. It's so true. It sounds like that trophy, maybe. It sounds sounds dignified or something i don't know i mean yeah, but, but that's accent russian or something i mean yeah, yeah you're right yeah. either russian or like english accent oh you're right yeah so much of like that mid 80s to like mid 90s like that decade yeah but so we had issues with russia we really didn't have issues with england so you know that's a good point that's actually a really good point yeah I mean, and then McDaggett calls everyone chum, which would hint towards Australia, but McDaggett sounds Scottish, so I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> so are the writers. Just don't worry. Oh, oh my God. So are the audience. So it's all right. We're all there. <laughs> so then the cops are, dude, this is wild, dude. So the cops announced, like, on the news that Lewis was gunned down and that Robocop has joined the terrorists. That's something, man. Here's the thing, the yeah. whole city knows this. This taxpayer dollars, millions upon millions of dollars are going into this RoboCop and he can flip on a dime like that. That's that's what obviously everybody in the city thinks. But for them to mention that, man, that's... Well, that's why there's panic right afterwards. I mean, the, everybody was panicking. Yeah. Everybody's going crazy. Dude, how about how crazy okay. the office is? How okay. about that whole scene? Okay. The, the guy jumping out. Okay. I mean, that's got to be one of the worst deaths is jumping out of a building. But he jumps out like he's trying to fly. Like he, like he didn't like jump out. He dove. What are you going like, to do? What are you, you going to do? Like a somersault, Jamie, when you jump? I, I mean, come on. No, if I'm going to jump, I'm, I'm not going to. I feel like if I, if I maybe land on my feet or like, or back, like Ooh. my ass, I, I might, I might. I might survive. You, you go head first. That's going to be more painful. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you want to survive. He just looks so like he looked like he was like a greatest American hero when he was jumping out the window, <laughs> yeah. the way he jumped. <laughs> and what a role. You don't even see your face. They just sort of mention a guy's name. And then what a credit is turning guy who commits suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not even he's not even sad because he didn't say any words. Oh, he might not. He might. Not well, he did. He did. He did. Before he hit the ground, he went. Ugh! <laughs> yeah, but they cut it out of the movie, so it doesn't count. That could have been ADR. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then we cut to uh, the limo. We have a limo and the ninjas in it. So we get this ninja in there for the, ah, uh, this ninja pulling up, and then this is where it, back to the office, like where all hell is breaking loose. We have 
How about in the CEO's office? I don't know if you guys noticed. In the corner, there was a ginormous. The first of all, that office had huge ceilings. Like I don't think it was really in a building, but it had like a big box with blinking lights all over it. Like it was some kind of computer that I guess ripped towards. It was like use. a command center. Yeah. Yes. I thought that too. Yeah. It's like oh, so this is the this is the city council meeting, but also. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is where they have the final scene in the movie, but it doesn't look like the one that we see at the end of the movie. In the end of the movie, it's like, you know, two of them. In this, it only looks like one. But anyway, this whole scene with like Bradley Whitford and he gets fired. And when he turns and has the gun, first thing I'm thinking, not even thinking about the suicide when the guy jumps out the window, I'm thinking he's about to shoot Rip Torn. I really, that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. I thought he was going to shoot the other guy. Oh. And then we find out that because I because I thought Rip Torn and and the Weasel were together. That would have been a hell of a twist if he shot Johnson. I, I, I would. <laughs> That's what I that. thought. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, he walks out. He walks out of the room. They say, "Clean out your desk." He walks out. Johnson is getting the new job, and you hear. Off screen, and even even when I heard that, I thought Johnson was going to like look down and blood's gonna start coming out of his chest oh like, wow i thought he got shot in the back yeah <laughs> boom now we cut to the terrorists this is their swanky hideout there's a lot of people down there they have computers they have internet they have a pretty mate like where they're at now they do, they do. who would want to go back to that building that's half you know <laughs> they're the first to have wi-fi i wrote it down i think they're the first to really cultivate technology down there they invented it. The terrorists. It looked like they had it. So they also that that stupid ninja robot. He was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what robot smokes? I mean, I, I've tried to like see how many cool robots smoke or whatever, but what the what the shit? Well, he does take a shirt off, so you know, I get you know, smoking. You know, all the cool robots do that. Okay, the cool well, robots. the coolest. <laughs> Jerry, what what years are these movies? How far into the future do they have these? Any idea, like the oh, first in terms one, of like, like, like what, like what they consider the projected future? I mean, yeah, well, I don't think they ever. No, what, ever what, really what year? Off. Like, what year is the movie taking place? Yeah, they, I they, don't. They it's off. not. It's it's not like Demolition Man where they say San Angeles, right. the year twenty thirty three or whatever. Uh, uh, I I I don't really, unless they mention it once in the very first movie. I have no clue. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. They I would assume it's going on right movie. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's probably right now. Yeah, all those movies have like are like during the time we're in right 2028. now 2028 2028 oh we got so we still got some ways to go all right <laughs> so we'll get robocops and uh, robot ninjas any day now <laughs> <laughs> so then even the terrorists have a christmas tree set up they're festive you know at least oh. they're ready for that so then we have bertha this is the line that i mentioned earlier so she says if only she's yelling at mr kruger which I do like his line. I forgot what Kari says, but he's like, I'm sorry, Bertha. It's not like fixing a 79 Pontiac. And he's like yelling at her. He's like the, the fixer guy. But the, the he's mechanic. That, Let's look. He's the mechanic fixer guy. He is the mechanic. That's it. The fact that they can't fix him. And then I know where he just like wakes up for a second just to say he's almost like Tin Man. Oil can. <laughs> he goes find Doctor Lazarus, <laughs> and then and then passes right again. Out. Yeah, 
it passes out. But again, the little girl, Nico, is part of this crew. You have so many adults that are down there, and she just like she is literally part of the the master crew. Now, listen, guys, real quick, they they might have been alluding to something here, real in terms of like you know Japanese technology, yada yada yada, whatever. Robocop went from twenty five percent to twenty three percent to all of a sudden twelve percent before he passed out. Okay, so I mean, he died just like my old phone died three years ago. So to be fair, there's there, there's a little there's something fishy there in terms of like the the uh, how the CPU works, right? I yeah. mean. Well, you would think by the third movie they would have a, a stronger battery life. I would think. So. Well, but it's the same guy though, the poor guy. I mean, it's okay, still but you can't you can't upgrade you you can't upgrade his battery. You built oh, a, hey, I'm with you, you built a, a robot around a human being. You're gonna tell me they can't make a, a, a battery that lasts longer than eight hours? It's, it's, it's Detroit Police Department backed by Trump Golf Resorts. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> So, so now we got, so Nico kind of did that on it on her own. Nobody said to go to, so she just bounced. It wasn't like she said, Hey, I'm going to go find this lady. She just kind of bounced. Cause remember when she returns, they pull guns on the van that they're in, which that's a whole other. Well, thing yeah, but, wait, but, but, but because they came, she came in a cop van. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's true. So, so I, I don't think she went on her own. They probably, I mean, I, I, again, she's 10 years old. Why is she the one that's going there for an, a, a very important mission? You know, um, and no, she does it. So you're telling me they cut that scene. They're like, you know what? We don't want the audience to know that Nico said, hey, guys, I'm going to go real quick. OK, bye. <laughs> Five seconds. They can Maybe they pick straws. Maybe they pick straws. Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like uh, bogus journey then they said best two out of three that's five out of seven they're like all right or they just figured you know what she's the smallest one no one's gonna notice going notice her going into confidential uh rooms you know what so far yeah that's it so so then we cut to inside how big this lair is right how big is it it must be like monstrous it's like the inside of like a football stadium because the fact that there they have like the guards and then robo ninja shows up and this is where you find out that he well jamie knew that he was a robot i i knew already yeah but (laughs) the fact that he's like taking these guys out and why do bad guys oh not even bad guys these are good guys the terrorists but why do people always get within like reach range when you have a gun michael myers always why am i going to put the shotgun next to you where you can grab is just shoot him from far bravado. away. Strictly oh. hubris, bravado. I mean, come on. <laughs> but they also waste like these. I, I, they they always wait too long. Like if they yeah. just if they acted a little sooner in all these movies, they would never have a problem. Well, it's they, it's oh, the whole trope of the whole like you know, tell me your evil plan before you kill me, yeah, yeah. Doctor Specter or whatever. Yeah, but this guy was not speaking any you know anything. So oh, no, you know, I like, mean, you know, it was it was it was similar, but yeah, on a much more yeah. lower level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I, I you know, I, I want. I wonder if you know during the creative process they said, "All right, this is the third movie. We have to find a villain, a bad guy to fight Robocop." You know, what was this like? One of the top ideas they had was a ninja. Huh. Like, did, did they have? I, I like. Did they have anything? I would rather seen a Transformer go against Robocop than to <laughs> see a ninja. Like to me, a ninja would be like the like. I don't even think Ninja would be part of my universe of thinking Robocop should be fighting a Ninja. I mean, they kind of did that, though, in the first two movies. Remember when they were saying, like, oh, here's other alternate models to Robocop or, like, introducing Ed 
102 or whatever. I mean, it's so yeah, right. the robots didn't work. I mean, early 90s, I get it. I get it. I, yeah, yeah. I know ninjas. Are, I, I'm just saying, like, it just, it just, like, at least, okay, then at least make him look like a robot. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get in a second when he gets hit, right? I mean, yeah, well, I, I got a, I got something I wrote down here where it's like, oh, when he got his jaw dislocated, clearly, no matter who was standing there, you know another what? hand came up and moved it. I'll tell you, the special effects on the, the ninja, both the end and, and this scene, were very cool. I love that. Seeing very his cool. jaw and the way he moved. Yeah, and yeah. Like... Very cool. Well, okay, okay. But the, the jaw scene, though, the only thing that got me was like when he rose up and looked at us or whatever and the jaw was off, when a hand came up to like put it on, it really felt like, oh, that's some hulking person and somebody else's hand came up and moved it around. I mean, it was... <laughs> that, that was other than that, the special effects were great on the ninja. Yeah. Well, how good is that robot if just a guy with a pipe can mess up his face like that? That's true. He fixed it though. He fixed it. I mean, no, he does fix it, but I mean, it it it, it should have like bounced off his face. Like it shouldn't yeah. have dislodged his jaw. I still stick stick with the T one thousand method. I mean, you know, you need liquid metal. That that's what works. <laughs> <laughs> And that guy shouldn't even like hit him, and then maybe he was in pain. But what what a way to go, that guy! When he's like, "I'm oh. not gonna tell you, I'm not gonna tell you anything," and he snaps his neck and grabs like the plastic sheet that perfectly goes over a Detroit city map to <laughs> tell where the planes are. But it doesn't he's show. Just, as he's falling down, he pulls it out of his pocket. He's yeah. like, <laughs> and how does he know exactly where to? which way it goes it doesn't have like a key to it that this is north or that south or anything is he put puts it on the map that i do like when he goes to the gas station and when he just walks in the guy sitting there with his feet up he punches it it punches the glass takes the map and it shows how insanely sharp that sword is oh yeah but the and the guy's like you got to pay for that yeah (laughs) at that point wouldn't you let's run out of there? Like, I mean, if, yes. if, if someone's that crazy to do something like that, you see what, just get out of there. Like, is it worth it? You know, no, you're going to, you didn't expect that guy to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then at the same time, Nico, like Jamie talked about earlier, he somehow, she somehow, she <laughs> sneaks into the police station because they're like, Hey, whose kid is that? I don't know. It's, you know, some you know, Johnson Who brought cares? a kid in today or something, you know, it, we're in the yeah. middle of something. What's that kid gonna do? But finds Doctor Lazarus says RoboCop said this, and she was like, "Oh my god, it okay. must be how many, how many rooms are gonna be in the police station? A ton, several." She walked into the exact room where the doctor is. Yeah. First try, first try. I don't know what's more crazy—that Nico found her that fast and went into the police station and did all that, or. How the hell did that doctor get all of that equipment out of there without anyone seeing and took a police? Yes, there's cameras everywhere. We see in this movie, there's cameras everywhere, but she is able to take all of that and just leave. Um, How'd she take a cop car? She's not a cop. Exactly. How did she take that and load the keys? Did did they just leave the keys hanging on like a key key ring by, by the front door? And how long did they take to load that van up? Right? Did Nico do some of the work? Did and I was who's helping her? It's only them two, and you got a ten-year-old girl. Yes. We should maybe they cut a scene of Doctor Lazarus flirting with two, you know, douchebags, and be like, "Hey, can you guys help me carry this RoboCop stuff into this?" Van? A couple other guys who called women dumb broads. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of questions. 
That whole scene. But now, but now how about RoboCop is in a slumber, his 12%, and he goes, via police vehicle approaching. <laughs> and then he goes, Right on, RoboCop. Glad you're here. <laughs> well, how, how does he know that? Tracking. I think because he has that truck tracking chip in him. Maybe he just knows where all the police. So cars he has are. he has a tracking chip in, in for every single car, police car. <laughs> I would hope so, Jamie. I would hope so. Why? But, uh, wouldn't I, you want your robot cop to be integrated with the rest of the uh, units? I mean, I, I guess. Hey, they all get tune ups. They all get oil changes. They're one of the same. Maybe that's his friend. Do you think he gets an oil change? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but they're probably friends, right? If you're a robot, half robot, you know, little bit of man or. I don't know, 90% Rodot, 10% man. I don't know what 10%, but like, <laughs> who are you going to talk to? You're going to talk to, you know, you can't talk to dead Nancy Allen anymore. So you have to have friends with somebody. Nobody else can relate to the wiring that you're dealing he, with. You, you don't think he can communicate with computers? Maybe. Yeah, with that, with that needle dick of a hand of his. Yeah, or see? <laughs> Maybe that's Maybe, how he talks. Maybe in 2028, they had like the real life sex dolls that they have. You know, in 2021, maybe. But maybe, I think, you know, maybe that's how he talks. So do you, do you think he finds computers attractive? Yes. <laughs> Two screens. Oh, yeah. Two Much like as I answered your guys' question a long time ago, would I have sex with the gremlin once? Maybe. Yeah, sure. I bet he, I bet he finds computers attractive. <laughs> Lady gremlin, man. Oh. <laughs> Lady gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> so then so this is it man so this is where we get we get the comedy throw in that is just so silly so dr lazarus says i can help him i think he needs a new heart he got shot in the heart so then we get a pv a pov of robocop watching the surgery and how about bertha walking in with a heart in her hand and goes i th- i got the heart for you i think and it was just like what's happening all these jokes and then robocop waking up randomly oh didn't it slip out of her hand or something yes yes no oh no she no she held on to it it was the wrong one but no no, but it was like it made like a like a splash or something there was something it was was wet yeah yeah but like what kind of heart does he have bioorganic i don't know (laughs) and where is she getting it from exactly that's the bigger question (laughs) <laughs> she comes and saying, "I got a Nissan." No, I need a Toyota. No, it's just yeah. like, "Oh, where do I find this?" So, what do I do? Be normal. <laughs> what does yeah. she do with this now? <laughs> but no, even like Kruger, like messing around. All right, gave me the chest plate. Like, oh no, this thing shouldn't be on right now. And then they turn them off real quick. There's just like these little gags. It's like we don't need this. Yeah. As an audience, well, I like, think it was a throwback to the first one when they were operating on him. They kept doing the same thing, like the the screen kept going black and then it come back on, and he's seeing the people. So I think it was just more of a throwback and the memories, and yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. yeah, like going back to that same word, tropey. I mean, they were they were. I mean, you said it, Doug. They were gagging the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then I love when the you see that the doctor went in and he erased rule number four, which that was. Don't kill cops. That was smart. That was a smart move. Very smart for never. Sh- <laughs> I think it even said never shoot another cop. They did say something. Took like- three movies. Took three movies, yeah. but they got it. So it took them three movies to re- finally erase that. Well, they did at the minute, like at, at some end of the last, uh, the first one. But I mean, well, that was no. That was because uh, spoiler. Uh, he said, "Dick, you're fired," or whatever, and that's when he could. He was no longer an employee. Beep. Uh. Boom. 
So, so she's a doctor, but is she a computer person? Like, doctor how is she able to? Is, she, is that what she is? <laughs> well, he, he's, a, he's a bioorganic something. But I mean, but so how, like, who's reprogramming? Reprogramming to, to to delete that is it that easy to do? Like the guy like, we don't see anymore who has that thing in his like little sandwich bag <laughs> yeah. pocket, where all of a sudden where he's it, just like, "Hey, I have something here." That would be more believable if he was there. I have something here in my pocket that they can make <laughs> Robocop a meter maid if you're so inclined. <laughs> do you imagine he took his wife to the premiere? That guy, he's like, "Oh my god, I'm in so many scenes." <laughs> watch, watch this, honey. I'm killing it. <laughs> and then they had divorce in the parking lot like on the way back to the car <laughs> you loser you said that you helped robocop at the end i did i promise i was part of it i swear <laughs> so how about when robocop was talking about talking to nico and was like your parents do you miss them and then he right then he has like the do 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 and he knows that they're dead they show jody long and they show their photos and it says like deceased next to that's him. a super insensitive question of course <laughs> you miss them you're 10 years old you're asking a girl who got separated with parents do you miss them and his and in fact she pre- yeah yeah but she probably hasn't even thought about her parents because she's so busy with everything that's going on you know that's probably keeping her mind off it so thanks a lot robocop for bringing it back <laughs> yeah. to her she she slipped right into this gang as chief hacker of you know ten year old ten year old. But how about his line to try to make her feel better? Well, that, well, she didn't say. It. Well, Robocop didn't say like, "Hey, your parents are dead." But he goes, "If you remember them, then they aren't really gone." Oh, that's so much better. You know, hey, thanks, Robocop. Where are my parents? They're dead. Where was Robocop in Hiroshima? I mean, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> and then right after this, this is when he's petting the kid. And Dr. Lazarus comes over and is like, she should be sleeping. And he's like, shh, one second. <laughs> she is sleeping. The way he was moving to pet I know, was I know. making me think of how that he kept, how did he catch, like Jerry said, how does he catch that bullet? If he can barely yeah. move to pet a kid. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. He's going to catch a lot of hair. Beyond that, I'm a heavy sleeper, but that noise of that hand would like keep me up all the time. Like, oh, this isn't soothing. Oh, wait, that's my white noise machine. Just just over and over again. <laughs> so then we get Robocop. He's he's feeling better. The gang's all talking about what they're gonna do. And then they point to the wings that they stole from the you know the police armory. And then I'm like, holy shit, we're Robocop's gonna fly in this movie. Like that's all I didn't know that like, I didn't know that was at first. I didn't realize what that was. Reveal. It was a, it was a good late like like slow burn. I mean Yeah, but I I'm I does it just automatically turn on like the way they do it? Like this I'm I gotta I'm assuming it's gotta be programmed again. You know, like there's too many things that happen too easy. You know, opening up Robocop's chip to take this out. Like this this is high tech stuff yeah. that looks like anybody can do. Oh, Doug, I love it. Jamie Jamie breaks it apart the way we should. We should ask these hard-hitting questions here. I mean, it's not just a matter of like, yeah, he rolls over onto his back somehow. It's laying the right way. It clips on. He's charging. I want to get down oh, to the nitty-gritty. I want to get to the bottom of it. That's that's how that's how I do well, it. it. Maybe it's like a Game Genie. You just like put your video game into the Game Genie. You plug that in. 
and it makes it like a whole different like operating system and you're able to you would be a guy that had a game genie i did have a game genie why not because that's a cheating thing right it was was cheating but you still have to beat it i thought i just gave you codes it wasn't cheating before we bought those things i mean come on we struggled Ah. (laughs) even though now i can't play a video game without looking it up on the internet so oh dude oh don't get me started we could do it a separate (laughs) podcast jamie (laughs) i'm I'm such an old man playing video games now like looking up on google like how do i beat this level i beat before oh easily (laughs) so then we get right from here you get robocap has that rocky 2 flashback again of lewis and this is when he just he just leaves he just gets up and he leaves and I have this clip that I'm going to put up in a second, but before when he walks into the police station and you have Sergeant Reed and some homeless guy talking to him and out of all the stupid random jokes, this is the only one that really made me laugh when the guy goes, yeah, so you got a RoboCop, you got a vampire cop too. Like just like the most random friggin' line, but this whole you ghost cop. <laughs> yes. Yes. But dude, this whole uh, next scene is just uh, he goes into the police station. And he asks, hey, where what I don't even know what he even calls that room to find out where OCP is because he wants oh, yeah, to oh, yeah, okay. oh, it was like it was like the uh, OCP staging area. The staging area. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah, this next scene when he when he goes downstairs. <laughs> oh, I love this. There's smoking blue cigarettes, by the way. <laughs> And has he always had a flamethrower? <laughs> just this scene, I think. The way he's just walking, and I love that he's thinking, like, you know what? He doesn't walk like Peter Weller. It bugs me. <laughs> and he just burns the map. Oh, yeah. Here, here. Your map. <laughs> so he carries a lot of gas inside of him. Oh, this guy. Oh, he's got his number. I don't get that either. Why would he have blown that up? He could have damaged himself. He just got fixed. Allow me, scum. And the fire is what started this whole issue. So let's let's let I'll put myself in fire again. Yeah, not smart. (laughs) So if he has a flamethrower, then he has to have like he's carrying like couldn't he explode? He's he's carrying gas in him. Oh hell yeah! (laughs) You want the short answer? Yeah. Not a smart RoboCop. But then no. I love when he grabs no. the mode. He then the guy down that hallway. I don't know if it's that guy or a different guy. He grabs him and it even says on the screen, it says interrogation mode. And he goes, Where's McDaggett? <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the, what's the different what's the different modes he has? Like, I mean, like isn't his like just his normal interrogation mostly mode. interrogation mode i think yeah but i mean isn't it like it like he ha- like does something happen differently interrogation mode than regular mode well it's not like batman who has detective mode no, i mean I, i'm just you know i just thought i you know when i saw that i'm like what's different about him though better questions he's better better question and answer gotcha okay <laughs> he's sherlock holmes in that mode but no i don't understand why we have to see this isn't he just whatever needs to happen at that time this is the computer right that's, what, I, that's what i'm saying yeah no. unless unless like maybe like depending on you know who, you know if torture has to be involved to get an answer so when he's in interrogation mode then he can he could do the wasp nest uh torture or something oh yes yeah, no but then he has to switch over to torture mode 
there's interrogation <laughs> where I'm asking the question and then torture mode when I need to get the answers and then I go, yeah. But I do love the, <laughs> I always love in those movies, in any movie like this, when they do the where's McDaggett and then they cut to a whorehouse. All of these guys. Oh, it's Gamora. Oh, my God. Whatever street they shot that on, it's just like, hey, look at these whores. Yeah. And and there's like tire fires in the street. And then you got a truck. This is where he meets the pimp. Well, after he gets out. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Talk about tropes. Oh, you have a moment. I I see it coming up. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. But no, how about when. So we see McDaggett in the room and he's on the phone. And he actually utters a line and he says, I thought your ninja was supposed to take care of Robocop for me. That's the deal. And I'm like, <laughs> unreal that he said, your ninja. That yeah. this movie came down what? to this. <laughs> And freaking Steven Root is a bad guy. He turns on his people and he's been doing it the whole time which is like unbelievable. And why in this technology, there's video phones. So obviously there's cell phones. Why the hell does he have to go there to right. say that, Hey, here's the information. And he's there for seconds before. Robo so comes. I'm assuming he meets with them, you know, periodically. Cause he's, you know, undercover. They never know he's missing. The exactly. You know, like the, the good guys, they never know he's gone. Well, I mean, they're they're in a various band band of underground terrorists, so to speak. I mean, who who's keeping a roll call or head count on who's coming True. in and out? I mean, True. Maybe he's the in fact the that church. I see Milton, Milton, Milton Adams playing the the sleaze bag is kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> Milton. And he, he even had a line earlier where he's like, uh, "Oh, what was it?" Where he said, "Like, are you kidding?" It was it very much sounded like uh, Hudson in uh, Aliens. Where he's like, "Game over, man. Game over." Yeah. I mean, it's like he's very much got that tone to him. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was talking about like giving up. Right? Yep. Didn't yep. You have that line when, like, the first We're gonna time. We're going to find this man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> every, every single turn. I mean, how does the guy sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of talked about this before, but how about the hooker when sh- the cops come up, the OCP cops, and they. Oh, okay. Oh, and which, by the way, that, that first guy who cocked the gun on the uh, grand lady uh, yeah. earlier in the movie, he was one of the two guys who were like, well, we got lots of money, honey. I mean, it, oh, he oh, was. Awesome. Wholesome, wholesome Detroit. I love Detroit. <laughs> and she says, I'm just doing that. My dad's out of work. I'm just trying to help out. And when he comes, she put her case, but I mean, Jesus. <laughs> when Robocop pulls that gun out and the way he shoots, how does he just hit those two guys and they blow through the window? And- that's the that's the computer targeting that isn't effective in the rest of the movie, dog. That's what of it course. is. Like that's what, that's what he started with. Like 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 Jamie was saying, like Terminator Vision or whatever. This guy, yeah, like an Apache helicopter, he can pick out eight people in a room and just be like head 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 head. They should show like him like dotting the people he's gonna hit and then just then shoot it. Would make more exactly, sense. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we we got to see Robocop doing Robocop stuff all of a sudden. Too bad it was just on this alleyway of uh, debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, he goes into the building. He asks the clerk, where's McDaggett staying? The guy right away gives it up, gives him the room number. But watch out. Within the, seconds. Elevator, the elevator door sticks. And then when he goes upstairs and the elevator door stuck and he had to like break through it. And funny, funny, funny. But for the record, when he shot through the door, this is something I wrote down. 
big thing I wrote down here. Robocop knows how to use doors. We saw him operate a doorknob earlier, and then he just decides to be like, oh, McDaggins in here. Like Western style. Yeah. Like, I'm going to yeah. make my silhouette in the door and just punch right through it. I mean, what the, what the shit was that about? Well, because he forgot to switch the door opening mode. Oh, he forgot. Oh, he's got so many modes. That's why he's outdated. He yeah. needs an upgrade. He needs an iOS upgrade, baby. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> but yeah, there could have been somebody innocent behind that door. But no, I love when he goes in and he's getting ready. He could kill McDaggett right there. You know, he's there for revenge for Lewis. He could have killed him, but he notices Stephen Root and was like, hey, I know this guy. And then I love that. He had a human moment. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. His 10% (laughs) human moment. It happened. McDaggett has enough chance. He's an older guy to scramble and jump out the window. He landed on his feet. Yes. He would have broke his kneecaps and his femur. Without a doubt. He, he just basically he broken everything. Oh. That was elegant. I, yeah. I never noticed that the first time. I That was an Olympic gold medal landing. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that it was like slow-mo from the angle of the stuntman jumping out the window. And then when they cut and he landed on his feet, I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? And then right away, he has like a van ready to, you know, take him away. And then Jamie talked about it before. The pimp. Oh. oh my goodness. Pink pink car. Like the whole like pimp in the 80s. That's what it looked like. It was just ridiculous. It did look like Doobie's taxi in planes, trains, and automobiles. His inside they had all the little things hanging. Yeah. There's lights on the inside. But the fact that you get freaking Robocop not only fighting ninjas, I, but he's in a pimp mobile chasing down these it, bad guys see i i feel like the set like the last 20 minutes there were a lot of gags thrown at you all at once oh yeah oh yeah I, I feel like for as as long or as short as the movie could be as you could say or whatever a little too long like but yeah all, 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 all like the first half was like oh a culmination of good stuff and all of a sudden they just threw a bunch of pies at you at the end just like oh whoa 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 i forgot yeah, I, I, really I, I could see that more in the beginning like now you got the intense like all right now it's the revenge going out there and you know, that's not the time to th- start, start throwing jokes. You know, it's like, let's, let's get the movie going. Because, again, we really haven't seen RoboCop do too much. No. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Even here, he's not doing too much. He has all these guys that are shooting at him. And right. they're shooting back and forth. Hit the top of his pimp mobile blows off. And then, I, I th- again, it was, so, it was really stupid. Because it's RoboCop, he could somehow figure out a way, right? He has, probably has a map GPS in his head. But the fact that... They're about to run over these kids playing hockey at what time? Is midnight, it like like, like yeah. late at night. Yeah. <laughs> but the kids get away out of the way just in time. And McDaggett, who's going to pay Stephen Root that money in the hotel room, he throws it out the window. And all those kids, all those kids got away out of the way for no reason, right? Because there's no money on the ground. But when there's dollars on the ground, they're like, fuck it. I don't care. This pitmobile could be doing 100. I'm getting this dollar. And that made no sense. Made no sense. And the fact that he was able to get, again, I can understand if he, like he was running at them and stopped short. He, he can't control the car because he's a RoboCop. The fact yeah. that he was able to get that close and, and spin out and not, no, not have a problem. Mm-mm. And who hey, t- those, those, those kids had the best evening of their lives. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but it's late at night in full uniform playing hockey. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it from you guys from where you're from. You definitely know more about that than I do. So I'll side with you on that. 
so then we get from there it, then we see like the gang again because this is when steven root shows up and he's basically he he's evil and he kind of admits it right away wouldn't he have like played it why would he pull a gun out and all that would it be easy for him just to like blend in and then when it all happens those right. guys know to because they had no clue shit. yeah they had no guess they always said was like where you been he could have been like uh i was checking out so-and-so no he like starts like smiling weird he's standing under a light just in the darkness and then like pulls a gun out and at that time all hell breaks loose everybody oh, which, <laughs> like, which speaking of i wrote down here those guys coming through the windows like as they're repelling in, yeah, they're doing it in formation or whatever. But as soon as they come in, they're just shooting from the hip, like just like. I wrote that down too. They were sh- they weren't even shooting down; they were shooting across. Yeah. They were shooting at each other. I mean, so, like, it made no sense. <laughs> Unless they caused chaos, which they were doing. I mean, oh my god, that was. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do like Kruger in Se- from Seinfeld, Mister Kruger. <clears throat> he is so badass that he's Marino. He is so badass in this movie because he's the one at this point. They're like, I don't know what we're going to do. And he's just like firing at people. I don't know what, how many people he actually hits because not a lot of people get hit in this movie. <laughs> we see him like sort of like pass out maybe from the deflection of a bullet or the fear of a bullet, but there's no like blood, right? You don't see blood in this movie yeah. at all. Not really. No. The only time I can think of was when, uh, the early on with uh officer lewis and they were being surrounded by the spider punks and they had that one guy who was like talking about like hey my brother's a cop or whatever and he like like a sniper bullet or whatever came in or whatever there was some red on the shirt but i remember watching distinctly going like wait a minute these guys are very distinct on their rating for the movie vis-a-vis gore versus violence so i really like was like okay that there is some red there but other than that that was about it and it wasn't like anything that was like protruding or like bleeding where it's just like oh she was holding by the tie he went yeah. down. That was it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's really about it for the gore. <clears throat> no, you're right. That was like the only time you ever saw anything like that. And then, so the next scene in the movie is like, it's funny that this movie came out in 93. And I think Rudy came out in 92. Oh, you said Rudy. Good for you. <laughs> because the scene coming up when they're, when the OCP and McDaggett go to the sergeant and say, you know, I need 50 of your men ready in riot gear to go. We're taking Cadillac Heights now. And as soon as he takes his shield off, they're like, you should think about it. Johnson's like, you should think about your family. He goes, about time I am. And he takes I his am. shield off, drops it down, and you see every other guy do that moment of like, hmm? okay, yeah, I should do this too. And then they drop it in the pile. I'm like, dude, that's freaking Rudy. It's the same. Scene. 100%. And, I'm glad and, you said that. I'm so glad you said that. And they definitely hesitated. Like they weren't sure if they're going to do it. They're like, should we do it? Like, like they were, they looked at each other like, you know, but yeah, no inspiration. Totally I wonder if that yeah. happened before. Because I Rudy definitely wasn't out in 91 when they finished this movie. So maybe they watch this. Maybe Sean Aston watched this movie and he goes, Hey, I have a great idea. Well, obviously Rudy's based on a true story. So maybe they like, maybe they love the true Rudy story. And they're like, Hey, instead of jerseys, let's drop our shields. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is unfortunately were... much more poignant in this day and age, but I mean, yeah. And, the, right and the shields, by the way, they, they sounded very plastic. They, like whenever they somebody did. dropped it, it sounded like you get them into one of those gumball machines. Yeah, there was a certain clang to them that made you think, oh, what are these really made of? <laughs> and what do we get from there? A hard cut to 
Johnny Rehab, the cartoon. It was like if RoboCop and Johnny Bravo from Cartoon yes. Network got a kid. Yes. Because that's all it was. And then then that was done. Then we never see that again. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> it was really filler. It was just filler. Uh, you, you know what? It kind of harkened back to me a little bit of the satire that, like, like the first or maybe even the second movie where they had the commercials or whatever, where it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, the Sunblock 3000 or whatever it was called or whatever. Like, I mean... That was maybe their one in there, but I mean, yeah, I would like that, like futuristic products and stuff. I think that would be funny, but like the ones that they threw in our face, like the door getting stuck and the her saying, "Oh, here's the heart," like those lines. But no, I would love, I would have loved more of those like futuristic kind of things, like in the first movie. But no, I just, I don't know. And then how about the next scene? It's almost like they had this all planned, ready. Because how about on the news? when they have the reenactment of RoboCop murdering a nun. Did you guys notice it was a nun laying on the ground? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And RoboCop. Eaten everything. Yeah. And then they have RoboCop walking. They had a RoboCop reenactment actor already filming that thing within, what, minutes? Yes. <laughs> I love the anchor that left the set. She's like, this is bullshit. How could you be reading this? This is absolute bullshit. And you're like, Wow, dude, this is. I like, liked her though. I did like her, but yeah. So then, Nico, we talked about right. You mentioned it, right place, right place, right time, technology. But how does he go into the computers when? Because uh, Doctor Lazarus gets kidnapped, she gets taken back. How do they get into? He sneaks it again into like this headquarters. She, <laughs> she sneaks into the headquarters and. Uses like the alligator clips, hooks the computer up and watching, not touching anything. Hands where I could see them. And somehow she's chasing, changing the channels. She's able to go, what, broadcast? Well, well it's, it's, it, might be, it, might be, it might be the last time alligator clips ever were useful in that regard. Because, <laughs> I mean, like now, now it's all weefy and everything. But, but mean, this girl, I mean, like, I, I got to assume hackers, you know, have a specialty. This girl's specialty is everything 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 but no buttons not touching a button no. somehow the channels are changing yeah. she's seen different cameras and then at the, the very last camera is dr lazarus locked in this room that they leave stuff in why do they why why if you're gonna put if i if i were to kidnap someone haven't done it in a while but if i were to do it again i put him in a room where they have nothing why put like this little step ladder there's a whole shelf there's a lot of things that, that there's every again. That's another trope. Every movie when they kidnap someone, there's useful items in there that they can use for their escape. Yes, and she didn't even get into any of those boxes in there. I mean, like if we've ever played a video game where you find an extra storage room, it's like, oh yeah, there's useful stuff in there. Yeah, it's, yep. I mean, come on, it's like they just as we see on the CCTV camera, they just throw her in there. She bangs on the door. Oh, sees the camera. Oh, hey, hello, hi. I mean, trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right from there. We have McDaggett back at the police station after all the cops left, and he goes to the punk guy that Robocop left let live earlier in the movie. Honestly, Doug, do you think that could really ever happen in real life? I mean, in terms of like it seemed like a I hate to say it, watching the movie whether it was I was 10 years old or 30 years old or whatever. It seems like a really insanely realistic situation where he's just kind of like, oh no, stop that criminal. Hey, you want to work for us? I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he 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 was he was about to get arrested again again, and they yeah. left him because they needed. So like, I, I bet you that happens. What else I love that he was do? he was ready to leave as soon as the all the cops left. He was ready to like walk out real slow. And like, yeah. hey, how would you and your boys like to make some money? And it's like they're probably like shit. Then when he opened his mouth, oh, his teeth were well. That was good makeup effects because I was grossed out. Uh, well, that's if- like a lot of the people I live around here with. I mean, that's a uh, that's a lot of crystal meth. You don't have to do makeup if you get the right people. I was gonna say that could have been his real teeth, Doug. It could have been yeah. summer t- summer teeth, summer that's- here, summer there. <laughs> 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 but man just just the fact that the, you have this 80 you don't know who these guys are these punk guys well i guess maybe ocp that but they're intel they know really anyone anyone's intentions but i don't think they care just, they could just turn on them who you're gonna give them, them all these weapons and stuff they could be like all right well we're gonna take you over now they could have done something like that it's, a, it's an experiment baby i mean <laughs> And then this is where they're in Cadillac Heights. They're like, hey, in their mind still, if we ha- fight for one more day or whatever where or whatever day we're at right now, because Bertha got murdered in the last scene. So it's really just the old guy who seems like the old wise guy and right. Mr. Kruger, like the only ones that we know left out of that gang. Those are our mainstays, yeah. Which, by the way, I want to mention, uh, when uh, Sergeant Reed shows up with the, uh, the police reinforcements, it's six cars, which means you have 24 cops total. Yeah, good job. Good luck. Good luck, guys. I mean, these are the people who didn't want to fight against their coworkers. So, okay, here, here, here's two dozen of us tops. I mean, yeah, yeah but but if, if, if you look at the bad guys, they, they just walk down the middle of the street. Well, when, when you're shooting a shotgun at 100 yards away, thinking oh, you're in a person. Well, well why that's why not that? one person got hit. I mean, not, not the cops <laughs> couldn't hit one person, and they had they had a gang walking in the middle street very slowly. They weren't running, they weren't maneuvering, and not one was getting shot. I think Mr. Cardi's right. <laughs> when he said that, when Sergeant Reed has the shotgun pointed, he, they're like, "What should we do? Should we shoot?" He's like, "Not until they shoot at us." And right away, the freaking guy shoots right <laughs> in a, a car right in front of him explodes but i did like there seems to be a lot of coincidences in this movie you know we're gonna you know we're safe here and then a wrecking ball you know like the second they say something something happens well and to be fair like they put all the they tipped over all their cars pointing one direction on a street not like anyone would pinch or move right behind them like like cadillac heights literally is one street like one block long (laughs) i do like his line when he says it's time to show how real cops kick ass is at first like but but did they? No. That doesn't matter if they did they. That good good for them. No, but I, I don't think they did. I don't think I don't think they did anything. I don't think they killed anyone. I think Robocop's the only one that killed anyone. <laughs> That's true. Well, actually, oh he's right. That's true. Robocop clean clean the mess. Yeah, up. I mean, I don't think the cops killed anybody. Well, spoiler. <laughs> well, I'm gonna save them time. Don't watch it. Is anyone wa- anyone listening this far into this podcast have not seen the movie before? <laughs> So then we get RoboCop is somehow back in the lair still, which I don't know. Well, why why he's is he slow? Still there? Oh yeah, that's he's right. A sl- he's a slow walker. He didn't get the map the ninja got. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get that map. You know he's so, been there. So the Robo Ninja is there, and it's him and RoboCop. And... <laughs> RoboCop shows up like 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 the husband who's like fifties. It's the nineteen fifties, and the wife's fucking somebody else in the back room. He just like walks in, just drops everything. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> 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 I 
it's he drops his gear he's just like what and he had this robo ninja pulling out his samurai sword and he slices off robocop's fingers wait do they regenerate because i feel like he has fingers later in the movie well, they, they they probably gave him a new hand. I'm sure they have extra hands. Well, now to be to be fair, Doug, that that is the same arm that he cuts off with the sword and then puts, like I said, like oh, universally, he just happened to cut his arm off the right way, and that's where he puts the oh, gun. Oh, that, that was, was his. That I, it's the same hand. It was the oh, same I, hand. I, I thought it was the other hand. So did I. Yeah, it was. But, it was his left hand. He put it up. It's like and destruction of police property. <laughs> okay, so since we're at this point though, and you know, the, we, we, he's got that gun hand. How does he use it without a hand if he's been using it with the hand this whole time? Because if you look at the gun, the gun, the back of it, it looks like it screws on to like a no hand arm. Yeah. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> right. So he has a hand on when he's using it. Like, you know, just saying, does he take his hand if, off? Like, if, only, if only we could all be so lucky. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I love that RoboCop is just, you thought it'd be like some kind of fight, right? Oh. You thought it'd be something, and then I never understood like ninjas in movies. They always have to like. Why do they always have to like wave the sword around? Just go do what you're gonna do. They give him so much extra time, so he's able to roll over. Which it's again, it's right next to him. He's able to put it, grab it, screw it on, and then blow his head off. Which with what? Nothing explodes really. It just it, what. One of the uh, one of those well, one of those cannons on his arm is a rocket launcher. We do see him uh, hit Timothy McVeigh yeah. in the tank with it. Later. Yeah. But I mean, we don't no know what explosion. makes his head blow up. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, this is like the main fight. This is your main bad guy. One robot versus another robot, and it was like thirty seconds long. Like it oh, was less nothing. Than, probably less, less than. than. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Not a good boss fight. You're right. Not at all. Not at all. But it was about the people. That's what the the, the story, <laughs> the movie had a narrative, which, by the way, I want to bring up to you guys. I'm sorry, real quick. Uh, do you guys ever check out Rotten Tomatoes scores for any of these movies at all that yes. you guys review? Are you guys aware at all at the drop-off in the RoboCop ratings for Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> like, what is it the do? first one, I mean, there's critics and, and audience or whatever, but it goes from critics from the first, second, and the third movie, 90 to 30 to 6. <laughs> And then amongst the audience, it goes 84 to 36 to 15, which is way worse than I'd give it. But I mean, wait, this got goodness. a six on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Amongst the critics. Yeah. Son of the mask. Catch Act <laughs> 2. Better than this. <laughs> I'm glad I brought that up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then the doctor, Jamie mentioned before, is somehow able to get on the TV. And then urging everyone to fight back against OCP and what they're doing. And then just happens to be a TV on its side where RoboCop is. And he crawls over and he's able to see the doctor delivering the speech. And that motivates him once again. Otherwise, he would have just napped. Does he (laughs) love the doctor? Does he love the doctor? I would. He he dreamed about her. He does dream about her. That's true. It morphs from his wife to his dead partner, his dead wife, dead partner, to hot young. She's pretty young too. Yeah, she must be pretty smart. Well, I mean, she's got the sidekick next to her that's like, again, hacking, broadcasting on TV. First of all, there happened to be a camera in that room. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you you, you want to make sure you have closed circuit surveillance yeah. on all so, your storage. Okay, so what, wait, there was no camera in that room to, to even do every that. every broom closet must be monitored. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. No stone <laughs> unturned for OCP. But then from there he crawls and he finds his wings. That's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> and what happened next was something I thought I'd never see. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I just didn't like the way it looked, but again, their budget issues, so they weren't able to do a lot with what they wanted to. But while I'm watching, I'm like, that's superimposed on the screen. There was none of that no. filmed. Horrible. I mean, you know, listen, I know the movie came out a long time ago. Yes, the special effects were horrendous, but seeing Robocop fly, I just to me is like you're really jumping now. I mean, it's it's done. They, they really should have highlighted it more. Or whatever, like gone, like God forbid, even though this hadn't happened yet, like the Iron Man route, so to speak, yeah. or whatever. But I mean, yeah, I mean, but well, that's also why we're talking about this right now is like breaking apart this <laughs> piece of crap. <laughs> well, how come they haven't made a female Robocop? No, that might be the ten dollar question, right? They, they should have made a female. That's Nico. Okay, right. Wow. You guys are you guys are on the doorstep of your next franchise. I mean, <laughs> wow. wow. Robo chick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Robo gal. Robo girl. I mean, that's. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think there's a porno out there called Robocock? I would hope so. Most definitely. Most definitely. Okay. <laughs> we just. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm just. I, I can ask a few former guests that if they were any of them. Oh yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get like that punk gang, and they have the tank. And then great reveal, by the way, like all of a sudden they're kicking ass, whatever. And all of a sudden, like, hey, let's just do a marching band formation. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just flying. Dun, 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 and he's just just he takes them all out again, just like the fight. It's like 30 seconds and they're all yeah. gone and dead yeah. explosions. And that's it. He says all that armor, all those weapons, you know, <laughs> The city must have a lot of money. Which also, I want to ask you guys real quick. I wrote this down at the very end of my notes here. I really do enjoy the RoboCop theme up there with maybe Superman. I mean, I just, 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 just. I, I'm not saying let's go spend a dollar twenty nine on iTunes right now, but I mean, listen to the RoboCop theme, guys. It's, it's just, <laughs> it stands up just as, good as any other uh, like Boston Pops or like anything big band or John Williams or whatever. I mean, it's, it's who made that? It was good. It was probably like a Zucker thing or something. I bet <laughs> Zucker. So then right at the same time, while uh, RoboCop's kicking ass, you have Dr. Lazarus when those cops are like, hey, we got to go and get her because she was just talking on the news. And the guy walks in and sees nothing. And she has that tiny little ladder, hits him. He's stunned so much from this little ladder and her little frame that she's able to swing it that hard that he drops his gun. She's able to grab it quick enough and tell the other guys, hey, Drop your weapons. Oh, not yeah. to mention she empties. She em- pretty much empties the whole clip into the ceiling before saying, think it over. That's, that's how those things work. It's just like, Oh, you're out of bullets, but I'm like, Oh, I'm done. <laughs> In a spoof movie. they would have fell and knocked her out. The oh yeah. Easily. The easily. <laughs> but I know there were so many of those RoboCop lines in this movie that he could have said, but I do love when he flies into the OCP headquarters into Rip Thorne's office and he's like, dead or alive, you're coming with me. And I'm like, 
all right, is this going to be finally some police work? <laughs> is something going to happen? I must say the ending, it doesn't live up to what I was hoping after watching all this, but it was pretty cool when you saw the robo ninja and then another robo ninja. I was thinking it was going to be more than that. I really thought maybe the guy was only a twin or they could only get a couple, two lookalikes, but I was really thinking there was going to be just keep piling in from different doors or something, but we got two. But, and again, obviously the, they're, they're extremely high tech. These ninjas extremely, but she's able to hack it also. (laughs) Well, I, I, I just don't get it. Wait, and not even hack, not even hack it, hack it to the point. Wouldn't there be a fail safe that that couldn't happen? That okay, we're never going to be. Of course, and again, it is high tech. Chop their heads off. You're going to tell me they're not going to be worried that the enemy is going to be taking. You know, they, they don't want them to have control of these ninjas. So you know, they have a like I said, fail safe or something. Like no, she's able to get in there with within seconds. Within seconds. You guys are approaching this with 21st century brains. That's that's the problem here. I mean, we all know the interlocks and fail safes or whatever. I mean, obviously, that's what the whole like counterintelligence culture is all about, right? I mean, well, it does take place in 2048 or 38, 28 or 28, 28. or not 28. We said. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if it was 2038, then they would then it'd be okay. It would be fixed. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't really like. So one thing about this movie, like to. I don't know. I hated the fact that we'll talk about it now and just get over with. But the fact that he was able, uh, she was able to, Nico was able to hack in that fast. They chop each other's heads off with samurai swords in seconds. And it's like so uneventful. Like they wanted more, like Fred Decker wanted more, but it didn't fit into the budget. Like he wanted this movie to have like a Jackie Chan Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong style like action, but he, they couldn't afford like having like the Asian stunt teams. I don't know what they would have really done it with. Maybe they had like more fight scenes with it, but just how stupid that was. It, it, I feel like it was wasted. Like, you know, they have these ninjas and they really, it, it's wasted because they really weren't ninja. You know, is ninja a word? Ninja? Is ninja yeah. a word? Ninja? Okay. It's, no. it's, a, it's a thing now. <laughs> they were very ninja. I mean, I, I think, I think Jamie said it right though. I mean, case in point where the minutes an hour i'm sorry the movie is an hour and 45 minutes long and it took like really 45 minutes for us to like really get our teeth into anything but at the same time it's like well who have we seen in those first 45 minutes i'm not saying we're breaking this movie down in terms of like good respects like a proper movie but at the same time it's like maybe they gave us the rope-a-dope like they gave us the action at the right times and like you know we didn't see the character doing whatever the main character doing whatever i miss peter weller going into the, like 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 with the kid the, the lily team that was looting the store or whatever and he's just yeah. like this isn't very nice it's like that's <laughs> that's hilarious i mean yeah they didn't really have too many moments with the oh god and i forget his name so much i i mostly remember the guy who played robocop in this movie from um rescue me he was uh oh robert, he was a uh, yeah robert uh, Dennis Lee's brother Yep. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's like the most thing I knew him from. And even when I was watching the movie as a kid, I didn't know him from anything at the time. So I mean, it was just it was hard to relate. But I mean, ultimately, I feel like they maybe as you like make a movie like this in a certain amount of like timing or pacing or like let things breathe, so to speak, they gave us like the right amount of nuggets. I hate to say to satiate ourselves to be like, oh look, there's Robocop for like five minutes doing like God knows what, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's over, and then there's something else. 
but that would be like more of what a serious movie should try to do, not necessarily <laughs> a rom that is Robocop 3. They should have just had more. Maybe if the other story of it was better, like the underground, if they had more fighting, but there just wasn't like enough action. It was like more of like, I don't know. It was just trying to tell so much about a plot that to me, like just didn't grab me. Like that's one thing Fred Decker hated too. Like the whole political part of the movie. So he had to tailor to kids and then it was like homeless versus the man. So there was just, so many things going against him, like not getting that older audience that loved the first two. And then you get these people like, hey, RoboCop's being political, even though there was some of those tones in the other movies. I don't know. It was just, I just wanted the, I wanted more Robo Ninja. I wanted like a real fight. I wanted to see RoboCop fight him. And no, it was Nico saving RoboCop. Really? You said the word more about 10 times. I, I'm, I was hoping for less because that movie, I, I, this movie felt like it was going on forever. It, well, it, it, <laughs> you must have been excited that the credits were seven minutes long. So the movie did end sooner than I thought. Oh, I, at that I, point, I did. because I know. I was like, there's 10 minutes left. Yeah. So I'm waiting. And my <laughs> wife's like, we want to eat dinner because I had to finish it tonight. And she, I go, it's 10 minutes left. And then it was over like two minutes later. I was yeah. like, all right, good. Because no, I didn't think it, it was going to end right there. When the yeah. fact that the dumbest part of this is that now the the ninja, the Robo Ninja, when he gets killed, there's a self destruct button because there wasn't one earlier right. when RoboCop right. blew his right. head off. But now there's one. Why did the timer? Well, go now hold on a second. McDaggett, McDaggett did reference when he was in that seedy hotel room where he's just like, it doesn't come to that insurance policy yet, or he didn't say those words or whatever, but he was referring to that briefcase that was beeping at him, which is still in the same room. So it's just like, okay, so ah. you're carrying like a little mini nuke with you just in case what goes down. Okay. Yeah. All right. So thank God just the top of this building blew off. I mean, <laughs> what, what in the hell was the purpose of that? Like, no. oh, it doesn't come down to that yet. <laughs> yeah. Chop. That made no sense. And I thought Robocop was going to. I thought he was going to pull a Superman, grab the bomb, and throw it into a lake. No, he he just saves Nico and no, Dr. Lazarus and lets all the people that were the innocent people down below die in rubble. That's what happened. Well, that people, people were already jumping out of that building and shooting themselves in the mouth earlier. So, I mean, what, <laughs> what is that? There's buddy? no one left. <laughs> it was just a normal Tuesday that people down there were like, oh, no, more people are jumping out. Ah, whatever. Uh, oh boy the final line in the movie yeah okay oh, yeah. terrible turn we took uh, <laughs> thank you robocop but <laughs> and your dark the- dark action comedy <laughs> <laughs> we get rip torn to finish the movie he goes they call you murphy is it and then we get it my 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 friends call me murphy zoom in you call me robocop credits <laughs> so here's what well, one thing i want to add well that's robocop but uh, just want to add this one part because Jamie kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, earlier, but he wanted to do that. So the actual end of the movie that Fred Decker wanted, he wanted to have McDavid go into a booth after RoboCop's rescue at the OCP offices, swipe a card at the terminal, and then he wanted him to fly. So he wanted like McDavid to actually like fly out and start transforming into a robot, but obviously it wasn't in the budget. And then he wanted the end of the movie. The, the last thing you see 
Nancy Allen as a robot, like a female RoboCop. See, I I thought, well, I wasn't it, was it the first one? Yeah, it was the first. Did she get shot up in the first one? At the end of the movie, right? She gets something. She gets shot in the first yeah, one, and he yeah, says, she got "They fix, wounded, they yeah. fix you, or something like that. They can fix you, or something." So yeah. I, they always hinted that she was going to turn into a robot. Um, oh, you know, deep, Jamie, deep. No, they didn't do it. They Clearly, no. Wow. Whew, that was a lot to unpack in that one. <laughs> so, so, uh, Jerry, our guest, uh, would you recommend someone to uh, watch RoboCop three? Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. No hesitation. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think out of all the words we used tonight, one of the last words I used was a romp, and that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know where this is going. I'm going to say absolutely not. Oh really? I go, I th- no. And no. Are you saying not? Or are you saying mont? <laughs> not. <laughs> not. Let me tell you, I mean, the first one is awesome. The second one, you, you know, the sequel, you got to watch it. This one, I mean, the fact that number one, it's not even Peter Weller. So you're taking that out of it. The, the movie, he's barely in the movie. It, I don't think I don't think it hurts not to watch it. It's not going to hurt the franchise. It may hurt the franchise by watching it. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I, it, 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 to me, this movie felt like it was a very long movie and, yeah. and it, it wasn't enjoyable. So I always say to watch the movies, but with this movie, I just wish there was more that I really enjoyed about it. The only thing I did enjoy was seeing these actors before they like, well, Rip Torn was already in a ton before this, but seeing all these actors like before they were going to break, like I think it's cool seeing Jeff Garland as a donut jerk and Jody Long, like who's in a ton of stuff after this, like after this movie, like she was in striking distance, like, yeah, a couple oh, of years later. She's in tons, she's in tons like, of stuff. A ton yeah. of stuff. So it is cool seeing that. But other than that, like, I don't know. I just wanted more RoboCop. And I wanted him to fight the Robo Ninja. But uh, well, why not check it out? Jerry, thank you so much for doing this with us, man. Thank you. And no, now, thank you, guys. This has been the highlight of my year. I swear uh-huh. to God. Hopefully you guys can have me on for another movie. I don't care if I've seen it before or not. I'll, I'll, I'll dive into it. <laughs> That's great, dude. No, we appreciate that. So the next sequel up is another one. Jamie has had a few movies that we've covered this year. Superman 2, the most recent that I can remember, that you're like so excited for. And this one, Cannonball Run 2, which has Burt Reynolds, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, the voice of Munchie, Dom DeLuise, and a cameo by next week's guest, Sandy Hackett, son of comedian legend buddy hackett we talked about his video short about his dad called my buddy his rip rap hack shows acting career comedy and lots more sandy does a flawless impression of his dad and it's it's very endearing he was great to talk to last year and uh even having a vhs baby cannonball run too so yeah so don't forget to review rate share our podcast Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night.